This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free. Bring up whatever's on your mind at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com, and we give you the features on the site free. Unlike those other talk show hosts that want to charge you for their sites, head on over to freetalklive.com and enjoy on us. Joining you tonight in the studio, it's Ian, Wayne, and Mark. And once again, that number for you, 800-259-9231. There's lots in the news here. And uh, let's see, we're going to start out with an update out of Orlando. Of course, there's a lot of people that have been talking about Orlando over the last uh, you know week or so with this I think it's the Casey Anthony trial. Honestly, I don't know much about it. Some lady's on trial for murder. She she's got found not guilty. Found, yeah, she's not on trial anymore. She's been found not, not guilty. Right. So I guess some people are upset about this or something. There's uh, some very damning evidence in the case. I mean, very damning circumstantial evidence. I, I mean, you hmm. know, her daughter dies and she uses duct tape to solve the problem. Yeah, I don't even know what that means. The, the, apparently, the, the girl was found duct taped. Hmm, like, I mean, duct tape is wow. usually used in murders, not in other situations, you know, and apparently she died and they're suggesting that drowned the pool. I don't know. It's all very strange stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, for me, what was most important about what went on in Orlando was one at what happened outside the courthouse as uh, a gentleman was arrested for handing out fully informed jury association information. Uh, now, he violated the order of a robed man there named Belvin Perry. We've talked about Belvin Perry in the past, before this whole Casey Anthony thing got started. Uh, we talked about Belvin Perry because he wrote up this order that basically says, you can't do anything regarding outreach to any potential jurors on the courthouse grounds. So you can't be in the courthouse, you can't be outside the courthouse, you can't be in the parking lot, you can't be anywhere within a four-square block area, basically, that uh, or a four-block area, a city-block area, that you can't do anything, hold signs, wave, smile, speak to, hand out uh, brochures, you cannot do anything that would result in some juror, potential juror, coming across new information. And... The idea here was to crack down because Liberty Lovers have been doing a fully informed jury outreach there at that uh, Orange County Courthouse for several months. And this guy finally got wind of it. I think it was back in January when this order came down. It was earlier. It was definitely wintertime this year when the order came down. He writes this order out saying you can't do these things. And Julian Heiklin, who is this guy that goes around from courthouse to courthouse around the country, and hands out this information, which informs jurors or potential jurors that they have the right to vote their conscience in a case. Not just the facts of the case, but how they feel about the law. So, for instance, if you're in a drug case and you're like me and you think the war on drugs is stupid and counterproductive and violent and dangerous, you can vote not guilty even if they you know, caught the guy red-handed with drugs. You can say not guilty because of how you feel about the war on drugs. So as you can see, this particular viewpoint is fairly dangerous to the to the state's status quo, to you know the way things. There's are. a lot of money made um, either by fining people who have drugs or by incarcerating people and basically fining the the taxpayer to incarcerate them. Right. I mean, you know the. 
uh, the suggestion is is that our, that our uh, you know judicial system is so much more humane than than uh, than they used to be. But the fact is, the those in government have figured out how to grow the government, how to further enslave the American population by just incarcerating more people. That's why we have so many people in prison. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have anything to do with the pioneer aspect of America. It doesn't have to do with uh, you know the fact that we own guns. It has to do with our politicians having figured out how to enslave our populace through having to incarcerate, you know, other their their own brethren. Right, and number one incarceration rate in the world, and climbing. Yeah, and the information can change this. I mean, the uh, the this little pamphlet from the Fully Informed Jury Association about jury nullification can lead to change, and they don't want that. So he passes this order, uh, just you know, basically legislating from the bench. You shall not do this on our courthouse grounds. Uh, and so they challenged it right out the gate. Julian Heichlin comes down from New Jersey where he lives and uh, he goes out in Orlando, Florida on the courthouse grounds and begins handing out these flyers. They ignore Heichlin. They don't do anything to him. The news media comes out. It's, you know, it's, there's an article about it that's published. There's a news report published about it. And uh, then Julian Heichlin goes home after the weekend. He comes back Monday and does does it again just to make sure that it wasn't a one-off thing. So he's done it multiple times. And then when Heiklin leaves, and then months later, there's this Casey Anthony trial, and it's going on at the same time as the John Kurtz trial, which is a – he's one of our listeners. He is a civil disobedience activist down there in Orlando. He's on trial because uh, he recorded the, he recorded video of a cop abusing somebody and then was arrested for recording video of the cop. So that's what he's on trial for. And that's why Mark Schmitter was out in the – he just well, I mean, Mark Schmitter had been there for months. I mean, he'd become a fixture handing out these, these flies. But he was out there during the Kurtz trial as well. And anyway, they're, they're reporting on this as though it's because of the Casey Anthony trial. The news media is picking up on Mark Schmitter's arrest for handing out these flyers being charged with contempt of court. They're picking up on this saying, well, it's the Casey Anthony trial. Colon. Man held in contempt. Makes court appearance. Asks Perry to recuse himself. A local activist. This from the Orlando Sentinel. Who was held in contempt during Casey Anthony's murder trial for allegedly handing out pamphlets outside of a designated free speech zone. That's right. They've got these tiny little areas now at the Orlando County Courthouse where you can go and express yourself. That's right. Isn't that nice? Yeah. Because they're concerned about your freedom. Which way is the barbed wire facing? Yep. Congress shall make no law. Violating Chief Belvin Perry's order made an appearance before the judge Wednesday morning. Mark Schmitter, who's affiliated with the uh, the Fully Informed Jury Association, was jailed June 29th and arraigned before Perry on a contempt charge after deputies allegedly spotted him distributing the documents. On Wednesday, he came to court without an attorney. Perry started the proceeding and called a deputy to testify who witnessed the incident. So it sounds like he's been in jail for about a week. The deputy told the judge he saw Schmitter pass out pamphlets to people standing in line to get tickets to the Anthony trial. Then Schmitter objected. He said he wanted to make an opening statement. Perry told him he could, and Schmitter responded by saying he wanted his glasses that were taken June 29th returned to him. So they kept him in jail for an entire week without allowing him access to his glasses. Yeah, as if jail isn't bad enough, you can't even read in there. I guess the good news about this, uh, you know, the idea that this Casey Anthony trial has been happening, is bringing more attention to Schmitter's arrest. Because had Schmitter just been arrested on any other week, I don't know if the Orlando Sentinel would have sent a reporter to see his hearing. Do you think? I, I couldn't say. It's, it seems unlikely. Anyway, Perry responded by saying he denied the request for reduced – oh, excuse me. 
He wanted a trespass. Perry told him he could, responded by saying he won his glasses back. He wanted a trespass warning against him lifted so he could return to the courthouse. He wanted Perry to recuse himself from the case. He wanted his bail removed, asked for a jury trial and a public hearing. Perry responded by saying the request for a reduced bond was moot since he'd already posted it and was released from jail. Apparently he wasn't. Uh, but they just kept his glasses. So he got out of jail and they kept his glasses. <laughs> Perry denied Schmitter's request for the judge to recuse himself. So the, the judge denied the self-recusal. No, no, I'll just keep going here. No, this. no, it's fine. Yep. Uh, and also, yes, I wrote the order. Yes, you violated the order that, uh, that I wrote. And I will also be the judge on your case. How nice. There's no impropriety here. Yep. I'm just I just write my own legislation and this, then judge people for it. Yeah, this this isn't a conflict of interest. Moving on. Perry denied Schmitter's request. Nope, no jury either, pal. Right. And and indeed uh denied the request to dismiss the case. Perry reminded Schmitter he was in a public setting. Whatever that means. Schmitter and Perry then went back and forth on whether or not the activist wanted to continue to represent himself or have an attorney represent him. Such a weird term, isn't it? Represent yourself. What's that supposed to mean? I'm just me. How do we, how do you represent how do you do that how do you represent yourself uh, ultimately Perry told Schmitter if a private attorney or public defender is going to represent him they need to file a notice of appearance by next Wednesday Schmitter said I feel like I'm being rushed to judgment ultimately Perry asked Schmitter if he was asking for a continuance and he said yes so whether he was granted that continuance is not revealed in this Orlando Sentinel story an update for you on the Mark Schmitter case there from Orlando man who has been arrested. And is facing contempt of court uh, for handing out pamphlets, for doing outreach, public outreach, in a public place, in the so-called free country. 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can take control of the airwaves and bring up whatever's on your mind. This is Free Talk Live. Have you ever wished that you could buy, sell, and trade in silver in your community? Dell Valley Silver has a no-cost turnkey setup for you. You recruit six to eight businesses in your area to accept Dell Valley Silver rounds as barter currency, and your wish is granted. You get paid, and you promote the use of real money. This isn't like so many other silver currency setups where it's really just a system to sell high-priced rounds. It's a free market system based on Austrian economics. DellValleySilver.com. DellValleySilver.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Dial in toll-free. Take control of these airwaves. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com. We'll give you the features free. So enjoy those on us. Features including the bulletin board system. You can go and interact with other Free Talk Live listeners over at bbs.freetalklive.com. bbs.freetalklive.com. It's all free. Ruger has some exciting new offerings for this model year. The LC9 is a new, slightly larger cousin to the very popular LCP. It's compact, has numerous safety features, a three-dot sight system. Ruger always has and always will mean rugged. The Ruger LC9, the next handgun you must own, made in America, made for you. Ruger.com. We continue here. I've got another update for you out of Orlando. It's, it's a hot spot for, uh, for liberty activism now, thanks to uh, John Kurtz and the guys over at OrlandoCopWatch.com. Also, the Food Not Bombs group has been doing some amazing work, and we're going to give you an update on what they've been up to here uh, just recently with the homeless, the feeding of the hungry uh, in the... 
the Lake Eola Park and within a two-mile radius of City Hall. It's been banned, and multiple people have been arrested uh, over the last few weeks. Over 27 people, I think, thus far over the last month have been arrested for feeding hungry people. We'll give you an update on what's happening there. Well, but That's first, a pretty good-sized activist group, then. It is. It is. It's a, it's a good group of folks down there. Let's talk to Tristan first, though, listening in Colorado. Uh, Tristan, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian Wayne and Mark. Tristan. Actually, you might remember me as Triton. Do you remember that? Does that name ring a bell? Uh, Vaguely. Not sure. not sure. Go ahead with your thoughts. Okay. Well, um, I called a few weeks ago with my um, fellow admin Stang about the Tyle Morton case. Tyle Morton was the 18-year-old uh, from Rushville, Indiana, who was arrested for a senior prank. Uh, he placed a blow-up down in the girl's bathroom, and he faces two to eight years in prison. So yeah. we called about that, and we just wanted to give you an update. Please okay. do. What's going on? Okay. Well, first, um, you guys recommended that we do a telephone bomb to the prosecutor, Phil Cavanis. Mm-hmm. The day after, we had many people call the prosecutor's office, and conveniently, he said that uh, he was on vacation. We're going to be doing another telephone bomb soon. But we also have had some huge media exposure as well. The um, We've been on the uh, Michael Bazin show, uh, Tom Joyner. Um, our story has also been featured on the AP Press. Now, is Tyle still in jail, or is it pretty much all you guys going out and doing this? He's Is he, like, sitting behind um, bars? Tyle has been... Tyle has been out on bail for the past three weeks now. Okay. Is he, he doing interviews a, uh, himself? Uh, no, but his family is doing interviews right now. Okay. So, so you've got um, a lot of media. That's good. So, yeah, we, we have a lot of media. Uh, Tile faces trial on uh, September 14th. He's out of jail, but he's pretty much laying low right now. And we're just trying to get as much exposure as we can about Tile's injustice. Okay. And so far, people have responded very well because they think it's absolutely ridiculous that an 18-year-old faces two to eight years in prison for... It blow up down in the girl's bathroom. It yeah. does seem ridiculous. It is ridiculous, and I'm glad that you guys are having success getting the the word out about him. Now, y'all had a website, didn't you? That's right. We are free tile. That's T Y E L L. Morton M O R T O N. dot org, and we also have a Facebook page, which is Facebook dot com slash free tile Morton. That's great. And we have almost. 4,000 people from around the world. So you said you're going to do another uh, phone bomb, which is where people from around the country will, or around the world, uh, anybody that wants to can participate. They uh, call a certain phone number of some bureaucrat and let them know how they feel. Uh, And, of course, that usually ends up uh, irritating the bureaucrats because, well, they don't want to have to actually do the work of talking to people. And so they'll usually end up stop, stopping answering their phone, and then they just fill up their voicemail box, and then they've got a whole box full of voicemail to uh, to listen through uh, the next day. And if they actually are expecting a call from somebody that's important to them, then they'll have to uh, figure out which which calls are which. And, yeah, which, what's more important to them, yeah. keeping this one guy in, in jail that they, they have forgotten about. Frankly, this is what happens. You know, these, these bureaucrats are not there sitting and worrying about everybody who's sitting in jail. So you have to bring them to their attention. Mm-hmm. What else? Yeah. Well, I, I think that since he's been out on jail for three weeks, they've been trying to push this trial aside. However, the media pressure and the telephone bomb has caused Prosecutor Phil Cavanagh the case. He's starting to say to the media that he doesn't think prison time is warranted in this case. Mm. But we don't think that's enough. We yeah. want him to drop the charges completely because a felony charge and a misdemeanor charge for a blow-up doubt, again, is 
absolutely ridiculous. So yeah, it really just shows the absurdity. That, right? <laughs> it shows the absurdity of the zero tolerance policies that are plaguing the government schools around the country. Tile is just the most extreme of cases, but there are plenty of cases around the country that don't get the same level of attention, that don't have a group of activists uh, focusing on where kids are regularly aggressed against by this, this people, these government bureaucrats, and they are punished in various different ways, like down in Texas, where kids are given, kids of all ages, even down to elementary school, are given Class C misdemeanors for the most benign of uh, school pranks. Uh, just, just drawing on desks, I think, was one of the examples. Yeah, just having, you know, misbehaving in class, uh, you know, showing your buttocks out the back bus window. <laughs> I mean, just stuff that everybody's done in school. Or Have most you? People. Did you do that? I never did that one, but I've, I've done plenty of things. And, <laughs> uh, and I was never charged with a Class C misdemeanor for it, Wayne. So yeah. this stuff is happening everywhere to thousands of kids. And uh, hopefully... It, it, you know, it's really sickening, too, is, is the schools are getting so bad and, and the test scores are getting so low that they're omitting recess in many cases, which kids need. To, to expel some of that nervous energy. Mm. So it, it makes the behavioral problems even worse. Right, right, right. And actually, the, uh, I believe it was the principal or the superintendent uh, tried to justify the charges by saying uh, the prank wasn't harmless because uh, students lost valuable time. Oh, and I'm thinking, why? Just because they had to evacuate the kids at the very end of the school year for all of maybe one or two hours. Right, because well, the right. bomb squad they overreacts. They right? didn't have to evacuate really? the kids. They chose to evacuate the kids. And, yeah. the, you know, the, the fact that uh, bureaucrats get all in a tither, they could have gotten in a tither about something that was in the garbage. They could have mm. called the bomb squad, ah, somebody could have put something in the garbage. You know, I mean, they've done this. Right. Anything else right, you want to right, share, right. Tristan? And that's. I, I just want to say one more thing sure. that um, the opponents of uh, the free trial cause have basically used um, Columbine and 9/11 as a justification for the charges. And again, it's absolutely ridiculous because Columbine and 9/11 claimed the lives of many, many people. As far as a blow-up doll goes, its plastic exterior doesn't even have the potential to prick someone's finger. So they really show a lack of perspective by comparing a blow-up doll to these two awful tragedies. Mm -hmm. Thanks for the call. I appreciate hearing from you, and thanks for the update tonight. Keep us in the loop as things uh, move forward. Hope to hear good news down the road. 800-259-9231. You know, it's nice to see that uh, circumstances like this, uh, you know, affect people and they can, oh, wow, this is this is unjust. And then they can begin to see the injustices elsewhere. I because hope so. I'm not in the least bit surprised about this. I'm, it's it's hmm. sad, but I'm not. No, you're right about that. I mean, there's just all kinds of crazy overreactions with this zero tolerance policy that is all across the country in pretty much every government school. In my high in my high school they blew up the guardhouse. There's more coming up here at 800 259 9231. Why'd you have a guardhouse at your high school? You, they've because got barbed people, wire up people at some were high going uh, it's free talk off. live. You already know that you can support Free Talk Live and the Civil Disobedience Evolution Fund by starting your Amazon or New Egg shopping at shop.freetalklive.com. But did you know that you can also spend bitcoins at Amazon or New Egg? That's right. Start your Amazon or Newegg shopping at spendbitcoins.com, and you can buy just about anything with bitcoins. So if you're using fiat currency, start all your shopping at shop.freetalklive.com. But when you want to spend bitcoins, start all your bitcoin shopping at spendbitcoins.com. That's spendbitcoins.com. 
is Free Talk Live. Dial in, bring up anything you want at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com, where you can enjoy features for free. The entire website, actually. Everything you see there, you get it on the house. Unlike those other talk show hosts, so go and get it and enjoy over at freetalklive.com. Are you looking for camping, hunting, or shooting gear? ManVentureOutpost.com carries knives, ammunition, scopes, binoculars, laser sights, tactical flashlights, fish finders, and boating equipment. Lots more, too. ManVentureOutpost.com, they're family-owned and members in good standing with a better business business bureau. Some prices are so low they can't even be mentioned on the air. Get an additional 5% off with coupon code FTL. Get it quick, get it cheap, get it from manventureoutpost.com. All right, we continue here. Updates uh, from Orlando, one of the hot spots of civil disobedience around the country. I wish there were more uh, hot spots from which to choose uh, news items. Maybe someday we'll see that happen, but right now you can pretty much name them on one hand. Uh, that, of course, would be New Hampshire, Orlando, and uh, Washington, D.C. with the Jefferson Dance Parties, which we talked to you about uh, last night as they had a Jefferson Dance Party again on Monday, which was a complete success. But now in Orlando, uh, things are real tough down there. It's not a, it's a hot spot for civil disobedience, and that's because it's a, well, it's a horrible hot spot police for state. Tyranny. Yeah, it's just horrible down there. I mean, you've got uh, men in robes saying that no one can hand out information on the courthouse grounds. You've got uh, this bicycle gang coming in and arresting people and kidnapping people uh, in Lake Yola Park uh, down there. And that's what that's all about is there's this two-mile radius around City Hall. They've passed this ordinance that says you, sh- you shall not feed anyone. Well, you can feed under 25 people. But more than 25 people, you shall not feed them within a two-mile radius of City Hall. And so John Kurtz and some of the other activists out there started doing homeless uh, sandwich day, basically. They would set up out in front of City Hall, right there on the steps of City Hall, and <laughs> and just start... Everybody gets a sandwich. Anybody that's hungry comes up, gets a sandwich. And they did that, and they really rubbed the state's face in it because they won. They didn't do anything for a little while. Like the first time they went out, the second time they went... The first time they went out, the news media came out. They got news uh, reports about the incident. Yep. The fact that Bureaucrats they were doing nothing. Right. The fact that they were violating their ordinance right there on the steps of the city hall and nothing was done. I that, can see it now on YouTube. You know those those Hitler parodies they do? They've got to do one about the sandwiches in front of the city hall. Is this the one with the Hitler and like the, the group of his advisors talking yeah. to him and they, yeah. they just redub different English, uh, I guess different t- subtitles over How it? dare they give away sandwiches in yeah. front of our, our house? Uh, yeah, it's pretty, <laughs> those are pretty funny. So, but yeah, I mean, so they ignored them initially and then folks started giving out sandwiches and soup and stuff like that at Lake Yola Park, which I presume is also within this two-mile radius. It is. And, uh, of course, the irony is at Lake Yola Park, there's a statue of Gandhi that overlooks all of this. And so the police have been sending in literally over a dozen officers. Also, Lake Yola Park was gifted as charity to the city of Orlando for the use of its residents. So in a park that was given to the city as charity... Charity is not allowed. <laughs> yeah. That's and irony. They've, uh, they've arrested almost 30 people over the last month for this. Multiple arrests every single day these guys do it. It happens Monday and Wednesdays, and they go out, and they feed the homeless, and they feed the hungry, and the cops come out and arrest them. And then they come back on Wednesday, and they go out, and they do the same thing, and people get arrested, and they come back the next week. And it's, it's just been going on week so after who, week. So who was that last week who said the U.S. wasn't a police state? Somebody said that. 
Uh, there was one guy on uh, Saturday night that uh, basically oh, said yeah. something to the effect that, uh, well, it might be a police state, but you should try to stop the police state within the law or something. Yeah, just beg. <laughs> just beg your oppressors to let you be free. Let's see. Uh, that's not that hasn't really worked very well. So uh, let's go to you, though, and your thoughts. We'll give you an update on Orlando here in a moment. Casey's on the line in Michigan. Casey, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian Wayne and Mark. Hi. Casey, you're on the air. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm I'm Casey, and uh, I'm a recovering Republican. <laughs> Welcome, sir. Uh, I found you guys uh, last Christmas, uh, working over the break, uh, real late, listening to internet radio, and tell you what, in the last seven months, uh, my eyes have really uh, become open to a lot of things I never even knew existed. Mm. Um, I, you know, I was working at the grind every day, and I'd listen to my local conservatives in the morning, and they and sounded the right, didn't they? I mean, oh, yeah. this happened oh, yeah. to me, too, Casey. Absolutely. Back in the 90s, I was listening to these guys, and man, well, they're speaking the truth. Well, the opposition party mostly does, just like Keith Olbermann. I agree with a lot of what he said when, when Bush was president. But then when, when his party got in, he just became a total sellout. So we go back and forth between two pimps. Yeah, I, I've, I've watched the cycle enough where I've noticed that myself as well. Mm. And um, it's just amazing to me how convinced I was that I was right and how much I would argue with people why, you know, my side needs to tell everybody else what to do. Mm. Uh, and it's, it's amazing to me. And the fact that, you know, I found you guys and, and I'm, uh, I'm an engineer. I, I love history. I love science. Um, I'm always reading new things that I consider myself, you know, really in the know, and I have a thirst for just knowledge and information. And and it, it's really a big wake-up call when you figure out that you've been lied to for so long and you've accepted all these false premises for mm-hmm. so long. Um, what, how how it, upset it, were you when you first uh, heard this show? Well, um how upset you mean with you guys? Yeah, yeah. I don't. Was it your first exp, uh, exposure to these ideas in any consistent basis? Um, you know, I really was was more upset with the state. I really, hmm. I you know, it's funny because I, I I come from a, a moderately bigoted family as well. I, at least my parents uh, say stuff against um, you know minorities and um, homosexuals and things like that. Hmm. So I had I had learned some of this behavior from them, which I. I know it's completely wrong mm-hmm. and immoral, um, but even sometimes I would hear Ian say things, and I would think, oh, that sounds like a, a derogative F term for a homosexual thing to say. And even, even after I was starting to agree with him, I, started, I kept thinking things like this to myself, and even, even though I knew it was wrong, you still have this stuff built up in your head I tell you, man, I can relate. I'm 29 years old. I'm 29 years old, and this stuff is just, it's hard to make it go away. Imagine what it's like if you're 59, (laughs) you know? I mean, this is what we get on Saturday nights, is people that, that, whose paradigms, in fact, are just almost nearly impossible to break because they've just gotten, you know, so old and sort of in their their systems. Uh, You know, this is why it was for me when I've, you haven't, uh, Casey, you haven't listened to the show all nine years or whatever Ian and I have been on together. But if you listen way back, I just started out as a Republican and uh, slowly these ideas were infectious. In fact, Ian didn't wasn't that much farther along, uh, you know, either. At I was that just point. A, a party li- libertarian in yeah. the beginning. 
So Bob Barr, Bob Barr. No, well, no, 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 no. I quit before Bob. I quit the Libertarian Party publicly before Bob Barr got the uh, the nod. Anyway, uh, Casey, interesting story. Anything else you want to share from your experience? Um, uh, no, I, I, I don't think so. I just, uh, you know, there's a there's a lot of minds that still still have never even been exposed to. The All right, so now, so now we got to get you up to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project <laughs> since you've uh, since well, you've had this revelation. You know, it's it's funny because I. I've worked the last decade of my life to become a, a state-licensed engineer in the state of Michigan, which oh, is no. basically, I know, I know. So now I'm in the engineers' union, basically. I have a monopoly on practicing engineering. Mm. Um, now, I mean, in Michigan, though, I mean, isn't the economy tanking there? Well, it, 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 you're exactly right there, uh, Mark. And um, what I am, I'm a civil engineer, and I've, I design uh, property, subdivision, site development, and there's mm. not a lot of that in Michigan, so... But if you want to do that, you need a license from the state, pretty much. I like, wonder if not, I, well, point of clarification. I wonder if that's true in New Hampshire. Yeah, I, every I, all of the fifty states have a professional licensing board um, for engineering. All, yes, for engineering. Okay. Because um, the reason I ask is because I've heard that New Hampshire has the lowest of all the states as far as its amount of licensed professions. So yours must be one of them. Then, if if you you know if it's all fifty states, hey. Maybe you can get up here anyways one of these days. Thanks for the call. I appreciate hearing from you, and uh, glad you found these ideas because they are call. they are infectious, mm-hmm. and uh, they will change your life. If Powerful. You, if you allow them to. 1-800-259-9231. Or you can just stick your fingers in your ears and go, la, 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 the state is great. <laughs> it's Free Talk Live. Hi, I'm Mark Craighead, founder of Crossbreed Holsters. Are you looking for a concealed carry holster? Crossbreed Holsters is the home of the world-famous SuperTuck, the most comfortable concealed carry holster on the market today. Try one out and see how truly discreet and comfortable carrying concealed can be. And find out why we call it the ugliest holster you'll ever love. We are the standard others try to imitate. Get the original. Get your SuperTuck at CrossbreedHolsters.com. Again, that's CrossbreedHolsters.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Dial in toll-free and take control of the airwaves at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website, freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site there completely free, so enjoy those on us. Uh, Again, that's freetalklive.com. And joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Wayne. And Mark. If you enjoy this program and you want to help support the show, you can go to promote.freetalklive.com. You'll get a whole list of things that you can do there to help get Free Talk Live into more ears around the world via radio stations or via the Internet. Uh, There are different suggestions there, everything from printing out flyers that we provide to designing our own graphics, if you'd like. We also have pre-made web banners and a free bumper sticker for you. Go get the details at promote.freetalklive.com that's promote.freetalklive.com as we continue here we will take your calls about anything but an update on what's happening uh, happening it's not it's not over in orlando the arrests continue as nearly 30 people have been arrested in orlando for feeding people who are hungry in case you aren't aware, in Lake Eola Park for several weeks now. And in fact, from what I understand, this has been going on for years. It's just only recently that the city has been cracking down on it. Uh, that uh, Food Not Bombs, which is a local uh, activist uh, feeding group, they feed hungry people because they believe that's what they should be doing. 
and I think that's good for you know good for them. If if, if you want to do charity, then do charity. One, one of these you uh, should be left alone. Kind of uh, lefty groups that uh, you know the, the bumper stickers say if, if you want peace, work for justice, or something like that. Yep, you know, I mean, yeah, what? I don't care what their politics are. Personally. I don't either. I uh, I just think that uh, they should be able to feed whoever they want to feed in this so-called public park, and they the right. Police... If you don't want if you don't want people to be able to come onto the property and feed folks, then the property should be private. Yeah. And if it's private, then I, the taxpayer, shouldn't. They, the taxpayers, those people that are feeding, shouldn't have to pay for it. Right. You can't have both of these. Well, they really think it's private because they think it's their park, and, and you can't use it for what they, they meaning the Orlando government. Yes, exactly. Effectively, they're right. Because um, you know they they get what their way in in these circumstances. Well, right, they get everything. I mean, the the state gets everything. They get your money. They get to have the park, and they get to set whatever arbitrary rules they want for it. And so they've been arresting people for the last several weeks. There, there's an update on the story from the raw story at uh, rawstory.com, where a group of Orlando activists. This uh, story was filed yesterday, by the way, with the organization Food Not Bombs figured out a clever way to avoid arrest while still feeding the homeless population on public grounds. Host their event at City Hall. Members of the group had previously been arrested during a food-sharing event at the picnic area of Lake Eola Park, allegedly for violating a statute that criminalizes the feeding of more than 25 people without a permit. Ben Markison, the media liaison for Food Not Bombs, told Raw Story in an interview on Tuesday that they made the decision to move their event due to the throngs of people who flock to Lake Eola every year on Independence Day and to remind the mayor of a seemingly forgotten promise. Markison said what happened was Mayor Buddy Dyer was quoted as saying that he offered to let Food Not Bombs gather at City Hall anytime they like, and he'd donate some of the peppers he grows on his mayoral balcony to the chili pot. So we wanted to see if he would live up to his word. What do you think he did? He didn't. Markison added that while the mayor did not make an appearance on Monday, they were not harassed by police, and at least 100 people turned out for oatmeal, grits, pancakes, potatoes, bread, and coffee. Damn. Where's the chili pot? Sounds pretty good. Uh, he also said, I think they expected him not to show up. There's nothing that you like more than free food, I know. He also this said... This is that- for poor people, Ian. <laughs> They say it's it's for anybody that's hungry. <laughs> you little cheapskate. He also said that City Hall had not been... Hey, man, if I were down there, I'd probably get arrested uh, serving the damn food. I think I, would, I, think <laughs> yeah. I could cash in on a free bowl of chili. Yeah, sure, the, the opportunity to get free food and get arrested all in one place, you wouldn't miss that for the world. That's heaven, dude. <laughs> uh, he also has said that City Hall had not been used in the past because it lacks easy access to basic sanitation facilities, unlike the public park, which does have running water outdoors. So presumably they're likely going to move back to Lake Yola Park after this. Again, this was a one-day off. Sounds like it's a one-off thing, yeah, where on Monday of... it was you know, holiday, so they that's that's why they, they moved it. The group's mission has, since their arrest last month, gained, uh, gained some seemingly powerful allies in the form of anonymous hackers who've launched a campaign against a series of Orlando websites in an effort to raise awareness of how the city has treated Food Not Bombs. Anonymous toppled the websites of the Orlando Chamber of Commerce, the Orlando International Airport, Orlando's Fraternal Order of Police, nice. The mayor's re-election site and two popular tourist and events websites featuring the city's attractions. They also sent an image of Walt Disney mascot Mickey Mouse, face covered by a Guy uh, Guy Fawkes mask, to tens of thousands of fax machines and Orlando-based email addresses, inspiring the mayor to call them terrorists. They're terrorists. Word again. 
Markinson's reaction to... I love how the politicians just whip this term terrorist mm-hmm. out for anybody who disagrees with them. It is just phenomenal. Well, it's, you're the terrorizing... hubris. You're terrorizing the you know, poor bureaucrats. They're, they're scared that they're going to lose their legitimacy. They're scared that they're going to lose their grip and their power over their jobs. people. Yeah, and that's, that's a scary thing. Anyway, Markison said that uh, his reaction to Anonymous wasn't as extreme as the mayor's, and he chose instead to point back at City Hall for crying, trying to criminalize poverty. He says, we feel that what Anonymous is doing is a distraction to dealing with the real issues. The real issues here are very simple. We have a city that's trying to stop people from sharing food in public parks to meet a community need. We have a mayor who's trying to criminalize poverty. The food-sharing ordinance is one of a series that the city has adopted over the last few years, that basically sends a message to poor and hungry people, but they're not welcome in downtown Orlando. The group's website said they plan to return to Lake Eola on Wednesday night, that's tonight, and it urged members to bring cameras in case police again decide to arrest them. As I understand it, uh, the Orlando Copwatch crew is still on the ball when it comes to this. They, A lot of them came up to Porkfest last week, or a week ago or whatever, and they uh, they were all at Porkfest for a while, so they weren't able to go out and support Food Not Bombs at uh, that time. But now they're back they're back in Orlando, even though John Kurtz is in jail. What the, the city people and the government guys don't seem to understand is that when you put in the most visible, you put the most visible person into a jail cell, you don't make the movement go away. Yeah. You don't make an activism movement go away by Well, they haven't figured its, that out because right. to, to them, it's a hierarchical situation. The, the cops themselves wouldn't do anything unless their, their sergeant or their lieutenants or whatever told them to. Mm-hmm. So they believe that other people operate that way. But the other thing that they need to understand is these activists aren't getting paid. The cops wouldn't come to work. These guys, these brave men and women, our boys in blue, would not even be there if you didn't write them a check. So these are a lot the, of them wouldn't. I think. Yeah. Mm. Well, come on. A lot of them are making six figures too. They'll probably be. There would probably be some that would come in on the promise that they might make a make a check down the line. You know, like if the government said, well, guys, we can't afford to pay you this week, but we will. What's okay, an IOU? I'll give you that one. But yeah. I mean, it's hardly. <laughs> but how long that would last is another question. Yeah. How long they would go without uh, any paycheck is is a good question. So uh, back to the story here. The group's website again says they're planning on coming back uh, tonight. The Homeless Services Network of Central Florida estimates homeless population at over 10,000 in the Orlando area. And the mayor's office did not bother to respond to any requests for comment. So there's your latest from Orlando as the uh, the activism continues. And, and, of course, if Food Not Bombs goes out to the front steps of the uh, city hall, then that should mean that all the people that have been banned from the city park should be able to participate. Because what's been happening is true. as they have been – uh, as they have been making these arrests, now over 20 – I think over 27 arrests thus far, they've been issuing no trespass orders. So they're trying to prevent these folks from continuing this activism. Luckily, Food Not Bombs keeps getting new supporters. They keep getting new people to step up and to say, well, I'll come out and I'll feed these hungry people. I th- and get arrested. I, right. I think what and you're that, doing that is just shows, – That just shows the commitment of most of these people. They pretty much know at this point that you're going to get arrested. Where do you keep on coming up with dozens of people to get arrested for doing what's right? Yeah. It's incredible. I mean I- – I look forward to having that much there's, support There's somebody here. sitting out there right now in Radio Land saying, these stupid people, ah, they know what's going to happen, blah, 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 blah. What would you get arrested for? Good question. What would you do? Principle. What is so important to you that you'd get arrested? And the, the, the answer is nothing. Nothing. You'll sit there and you'll be skeptical and you'll be cynical about other people doing what they believe is right. Mm. But you won't do anything. That's a good question, Mark. I don't think we've ever asked that one before. What would you get arrested for? That's one worth reflecting on. 
if you'd like to answer it, you're welcome to. 800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves. I've been arrested four or five times now, and uh, I'll probably be arrested again at, uh, at some point in the future. Maybe sooner rather than later with the new uh, ban on video cameras and audio recording devices here at the local courthouse in, uh, in Keene, New Hampshire. So uh, there's going to be probably some news on that coming up here uh, tomorrow. We can't really talk more about that at this time, but uh, we'll certainly keep you in the loop as to what goes on there. The toll-free number here tonight, 800-259-9231. Or maybe you think it's a good idea that these folks are arrested for feeding uh, the hungry in Orlando. Maybe you are an apologist for the violence of the state, and you'd like to call in to, uh, to give us peace of your mind. You're certainly welcome to do that as well. 800-259-9231. Also, coming up... Be sure of- to mention what you get arrested for, though. More, <laughs> yeah. More news out of the South, where uh, apparently there's been a program that has backfired, as most government programs do, involving replacing migrant farm workers with probationers. So they're going to put some uh, jail, formerly jailed people out in the fields to have them pick some crops. How do you think that's going to go? They're going to stuff tomatoes in their pockets? We'll uh, let you know what's going on. Let you know what's going on down there. <laughs> Hour two's next. You can take control. This is Free Talk Live. The Ruger LC9. Compact, powerful, and perfect for personal protection. The LC9 is only slightly larger than the popular Ruger LCP. Features a checkered grip frame to provide a secure and comfortable grip and includes a finger grip extension floor plate. The LC9 also has a dovetailed high-visibility three-dot sight system, blued alloy steel barrel, manual safety, and loaded chamber indicator. The LC9, another innovative American-made product from Ruger. Learn more about the Ruger LC9 at ruger.com slash LC9. This is Free Talk Live. We're launching into the second hour of the program. You can take control of these airwaves by dialing in toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. That's SACL CAI toll-free line. And joining you tonight, it's Ian. Wayne. And Mark. Once again, 800-259-9231. Join us on our website, freetalklive.com, and enjoy the features there. Actually, give you the site for free. You actually get to control the content of the site. You can submit stuff that you find online you think is interesting, you think other listeners might enjoy it, uh, just submit it as show prep to the website, whether it's a YouTube video or a news item or blog post. You submit it. It comes up on the site. Others can vote. You get to vote on things. The most voted up make it to the front page and the top of the site. So you get to see what our listeners collectively believe is important. Uh, go to freetalklive.com to get interactive there. Of course, it's free. That's freetalklive.com. And the toll-free number again, 800-259-9231. Still to come here, uh, some economic news, Mark. Uh, you've got something about the uh, the stimulus, I guess. Uh, this this was supposed to rescue the economy. Yeah. Uh, we'll find out more about that here in a little bit. But first, in Georgia, there's a big plan that uh, the governor had down there. Nathan Deal's program to replace fleeing migrant farm workers with probationers backfired. According to Politico.com, when some of the convicted criminals started walking off their jobs because field work is too, too strenuous. Yep. And the states. I wondered about that. Uh, you know, what are they going to do with these people? You know, they, they're, they're relatively free. I, you know, this, this just goes to show that, and you, you get told this all the time, that this work, as far as picking fruit, just too hard for Americans to do. 
State's farms could lose up to $1 billion if crops continue to go unpicked and rot, according to the Georgia Agribusiness Council. In a story uh, datelined of Leslie, the rural south in Georgia, Associated Press writes of convicts calling it quits at 325 in the afternoon, more than two and a half hours before the crew of Mexicans and Guatemalans that they replaced. I'm sure. Those guys out here weren't out there 30 minutes, and they got the bucket and just threw them in the air and say, bonk this. That's the actual quote. Bonk this. I have a feeling that's not what he said, but anyway. Yeah. I ain't with this. I can't do this, said German Powell, a 33-year-old probationer working at a farm in Leslie. He said they just left. These guys haven't worked really worked a day in their lives. How are they going to do this? I mean, well, I don't this know would... if they've worked a day in their lives, but uh, they certainly haven't worked like this in a long time. Well, that's what I'm talking about. Worked like this. Look, man, I was in prison for nine years. I can make a generalization about what convicts do and don't do for work. And I'm telling you, a lot of them are lazy. Mm -hmm. They just left, took off across the field, walking. Georgia, which passed an Arizona-style immigration bill in April that's due to take effect next month, has seen thousands of undocumented immigrants flee the state. A state survey released last week found that over 11,000 vacant positions were on state farms that needed to be filled in order to avoid losing crops. What is a state farm? I don't know. It's weird, isn't it, the way it's written? It makes it sound like the state's actually running farms, which, of course, doesn't make any sense. If the state were running farms, then they would already be in a terrible condition, as it were. Yeah. So, you know, so I, I think don't know. I think they just mean that farms are farms in the, in the state. state. So uh, they need to fill those positions, those 11,000 jobs, in order to avoid losing crops. So basically, these immigrants, they're saying, we're out of here. We don't yeah, want to stick with the immigrants, probationers. No, no, no. The immigrants are saying, we're out of here. And the probationers are saying, we're not going to take these jobs. But uh, the immigrants are leaving because of the crackdown that they're expecting to come. They, they've gotten wind. They're connected. These people know. Sure. That, that what's coming, the word has gotten around that uh, Georgia is getting ready to crack down on immigration, and they're basically saying, we're going to go somewhere that's more friendly to us. Why See can't ya. they find Americans to take these jobs? They can't. Except if they're incarcerated. They're not even taking them. They're walking off the job, <laughs> saying, screw this. At the same time as the surveys release, uh, oh, wait, let's see, that's, uh, that's the wrong story here. So according to the uh, the story, they have lost, yeah, they've lost, again, 11,000 positions. Uh, according to the story, Nathan Deal is the governor. He's a first-term Republican. He announced a program to link the state's 100,000 probationers with farmers looking to fill positions. I thought it was a pretty good idea when I first heard it, but, I, you know, when I, I can, I'll bet I'm not surprised at all, because that, that work is just back-breakingly brutal. It's too hot, and they get all sweaty and stuff. The yeah. AP reported the first group of probationers began working it's last week. At America's farm owned by Dick Miner, the president of Georgia Fruit and Vegetable Growers Association, Miner's farm was the second largest recipient of federal farm subsidies in Georgia, receiving $11.4 million between 2000 and 2009. The executive director of the Fruit and Vegetable Growers Group said the Miner farm is one of two participating in a pilot program to see if the proposal is operable. He told Politico that as many as two-thirds of probationers who've tried working on the two farms in the last week have either walked off the job or not come back for day number two. I'll bet. <laughs> I'll bet. So what are they going to do? I mean, if they can't fill... Look, it's supposed to be a down economy. People are all upset about, I can't find work. We had a guy call in from, I think it was uh, Alabama or Arkansas once, and a few several months back, saying that uh, he was, uh, he's homeless and he doesn't have any chance to get a job and it's terrible out here. Well, if, there, if you're claiming there aren't any jobs, 
where you live, why don't you go to Georgia? They got 11,000 positions open on farms down there. Yep. Works available. All you can eat, too. But this is the point, is <laughs> when, you, when you've got these 99ers and these people that have been receiving, uh, uh, you, know, the, you know, they call it uh, workers, uh, you know, uh, unemployment insurance. But it's not unemployment insurance. Um, it's, it's welfare because they've, they've changed the terms of the policy and taxpayers have to pay for it. Um, you know, why, would, why in the world, if you were getting $1,700 a month or whatever people are getting, I think that's the cap, that's the top you can get. Um, it, you know, if you're getting that, why would you go out and work in the sun for less? Yeah. Now, I don't feel bad if a federally subsidized farm fails. I really don't care about that because they're taking stolen money, and as far as I'm concerned... All farms are subsidized, dude. All farms? Just about. Okay, hold on. Wait. The bigger corporate farms are more likely No, wait, 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 wait. Sorry. The fact is, beef, dairy, grain. If you eat those, you're eating government food. In a lot of cases, more than half of those foods are government subsidies. So apple trees, farm, is it uh, apple, blueberries, is it are apple they subsidized? Grain? Is it Okay, dairy? I'm asking you. You're saying all no. farms are subsidized. Okay. So yes. let's make sure Fruits we're accurate. Fruits and vegetables do receive uh, some level of subsidy, but um, you know, you're still, even when you're dealing with, uh, say, New Hampshire, where you have the uh, situation where they have current use, which I'm sure that term differs from state to state, but they have this state in which you can put your property so that other people can come wandering on your property. All I'm saying that's is, a Mark, subsidy, man. All I'm saying is, I, I, I'm, it's, I don't care if somebody who's got a subsidy, you know, this guy's getting millions of dollars in subsidies. If his farm goes under, pff, whatever. So which that's the price you pay for being, you know, for accepting stolen goods. As far as I'm concerned, that is the price that uh, the, the, I mean, America's infrastructure is based at this point. It's uh, its whole food infrastructure is based on subsidies. I agree with you, but I'm not hoping for the worst for these people. No, I'm not hoping for the worst. Just it, color me unconcerned. But what will happen, though? What will happen if, again, they're, they're getting ready to implement this law? It's not even implemented yet. These, these folks have left the state in advance of the implementation of this law. They're not waiting around to find out what it's going to be like. Why would you? I mean, if, you, if, you, if the state you're in is threatening to incarcerate you, why would you stay there? Well, right. But think about, I mean, think about it from their perspective. If it were really true that jobs were so thin out there, then wouldn't you think they would want to just stay just so they could keep the work? Clearly, these people know that wherever they go, they're going to find something to do. Right. They, can, they, they know they've got work. They've got a good work ethic, and they know that that's all and, it takes. This is, this is why the Republicans are always wanting to toss immigrants out of the country. It's nonsense. Let's talk to you and your thoughts. Uh, Tom, listening in Indy to WXNT. Tom, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, guys. I've uh, been listening to you guys for a couple of years now, on, on and off. Excellent. Um, and uh, love the show. Thanks. don't always agree with you, but I That's love okay. the discussion. Go ahead with your one, thoughts. One of your, um, one of you fellows just mentioned that you spent nine years in prison. Yes, I did. And I was, I was curious. What, if you want to share, what, sure. what was that all about? Well, I can't. I can't go into the uh, details of the crime. It's the, uh, the 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 government and their son of Sam laws make it impossible for me to profit from the uh, the telling of my story. And I, you know, not interested in bringing down the uh, the law on my head for that, especially just to share that. But uh, basically, I went to prison for murder. I was in a hotel room. A friend of mine killed somebody. I didn't try to stop it. I participated to some extent in what occurred. And he wasn't your friend, Mark. Well, that a, a person I would have called my friend at the time. We'll bring you back here in a moment, Tom. If you've got some more thoughts, you're welcome to stick with us. 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. 
You can listen to Free Talk Live on the radio via podcast, the webcam, and our live streams at freetalklive.com. Not enough options? Now you can listen to Free Talk Live from any phone, anywhere. Add this number to your phone, 760-569-7752. It's a long-distance call, so make sure you're familiar with your phone's calling plan. The Free Talk Live listen lines are airing the latest episode of Free Talk Live 24 hours a day, including our live shows. Call 760-569-7752. That's 760-569-7752. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want and dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features there for free. You can support the show in various different ways. But one of those ways is with the Bitcoin. But what is the Bitcoin? Uh, Well, you know the U.S. dollar is devaluing. You can see it happening every day. You know a new currency at some point will take over. And wouldn't you like to be in on the ground floor of that currency? Bitcoins. They could be that currency. They're decentralized. They're anonymous. It's an internet currency. It's free to use, free to accept, and free from inflation forever. You can use them anywhere in the world, and their value seems to only be increasing with time. They've you know been trending upward. You can find out more by going to weusecoins.org. Don't be kicking yourself in the pants in a month. Your dollars are going down. Bitcoins have been trending upward. Weusecoins.org. By the way, there were rumors, I guess, uh, that the Silk Road marketplace had uh, died or had been somehow taken down by the federal government people. Just rumors, though. I went and verified last night that uh, Silk Road is still around. It's an, uh, an anonymous service that really, I think, takes the uh, the Bitcoin idea and applies it in a brilliant uh, manner. It's it's the Silk Road that really got me on board with uh, with the, with the Bitcoin as a concept. It really showed me the value because because Bitcoins can be essentially anonymous. The transactions can be completely anonymous. Uh, it really is a perfect way to do business as far as the the black market is concerned. And so the Silk Road market uh, popped up to help facilitate. Black market sellers finding black market buyers and all competing in kind of an eBay-style atmosphere with uh, feedback and everything. Uh, and it's, it's ended up getting national-level coverage. And it's the Silk Road market that put the Bitcoin into the crosshairs of the federal government. So now the feds are looking at, uh, at the Bitcoin as a real potential threat to their uh, to their status quo, to the system of uh, the Federal Reserve note and all that. And uh, I think that... Uh, the Silk Road market is a heroic – I think from what I understand, there are some liberty-minded people that are behind the uh, the Silk Road market. But anyway, I just want to let folks know, if you've heard rumors of the Silk Road market's demise, they have been greatly exaggerated. Uh, they are still in effect out there. In fact, uh, I even read plans for a backup server. So if something does happen with the Silk Road, they've, got a, they've already got a contingency plan in effect. It's so cool the way innovation is happening in the mo- on the monetary front. Whether it's Shire Silver or Bitcoin or the Liberty Dollar, which is now defunct, at least for now, there are people coming up with ideas to to get past this whole Federal Reserve note scam. It's fun to kind of go to the Silk Road and just look around and see what's uh, what's for sale there, because it's not just about illegal drugs. It's about all kinds of things. Somebody's selling like some modified uh, M16 or something like that. Like, oh, my you, goodness. <laughs> you get all kinds of fun stuff on there. Well, you might, but you also have to be careful because it also could be somebody uh, – it could be a sting operation, well, that, too. The, well, maybe you haven't heard about the Sil- uh, Silk Road, Wayne, but the way it's set up is uh, to protect the buyers and the sellers from knowing who each other are. And because it's an anonymous transaction, you've got complete plot. 
plausible deniability, at least in theory. Uh, I mean, if somebody sends a, a gun stock to you that's illegal and you don't know it's coming to you, I mean, how could they say for sure that you knew? Like, right? Like, how could mm-hmm. they say for sure that you were the one who ordered this if you didn't say, hey, my name's Wayne and I'd like to get this illegal uh, machine gun? <laughs> Since when has that ever stopped them? Well, I, uh, you know, certainly <laughs> nothing has ever stopped them. They can always arrest you anytime they want to. But they do still have to prove that you were the one who ordered it, made yeah. this purchase. Because yeah. otherwise I could just send drugs to all my enemies and call the, you know, call the police and say, hey, you know, my enemy, not that I have enemies, but if I did, I could send drugs to people I didn't like and uh, say, hey, cops, uh, I, I have heard rumors that this person has ordered some drugs. You need to intercept their mail. Great and, idea, by yeah. the way. You what, know, to send what, drugs to people you don't like? Yeah. Sounds like an expensive way to get them. No, no, just a joint. You know, that's but my a, point being, that wouldn't work. <laughs> that wouldn't work because, I mean, anybody can send anything to the, the Free yeah. Talk Live mailbox. Unsolicited, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know who's going to send stuff there. Oh, I know. One time, about almost 30 years ago, this girl I knew in Hawaii used to send me joints in, 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 right through the mail from Hawaii right. to East Coast of the United States, right, right in a card. Yeah, so that's not to say that it won't be intercepted or that yeah. you know that uh, they won't find out about it and and take it and maybe have a talking to with you or, or maybe even arrest you. But whether or not you'll end up with a conviction on your record is another question. And thus far, no one I have not heard any news about anyone using the Silk Road getting arrested. And there are hundreds of things for sale on there right now, and it's been growing over the last six months. Well, so they're going to try to track it. That's for sure. So let's get back to the issue here. Tom dropped off the line, but he had called to ask you, Mark, about your prison sentence. The right. nine this, years. Is some, this is something that I drop in conversation every once in a while. And I and it doesn't get really approached very often unless somebody calls in. You know, you and I know about it. So it's kind of like, you know, I'm sure I'm sure it stupefies people often when they hear it. But, yeah, I, I spent nine years in prison. It wasn't for anything pretty like marijuana possession or anything like that. It was for murder. I never killed anybody. I didn't intend to kill anybody. I was in a situation where I picked the wrong side um, and I picked the wrong guy to protect and I shouldn't have. The irony, of course, uh, I guess part of the irony of this is that you would never would have been in that situation if it weren't for the war on drugs. You can right. go ahead and, and go that direction. I mean, yeah, there were drugs involved, sure. That was the reason for the, the murder, as I understand it, was some sort well, of a drug deal. I, uh, okay, so I can't go too deep into this, Ian, because of I the Son of Sam laws. The, the fact but, is that I was there to do a drug deal, right? but I don't know that the drug deal was ever going to happen. But if, you, but if cocaine hadn't been illegal, then you wouldn't have been there in that hotel. Likely, you never would have been in that hotel room. That much is true. Right? Yeah. So, again, the war on drugs drives people to do things that otherwise they wouldn't do. And, of course, prohibition means that you end up with really scummy people on the streets selling drugs and uh, dangerous, more dangerous drugs than you've ever seen. And but you weren't scummy, Mark. I was not was. a good kid. He was I mean, a I, thug. I, I, I broke into yeah. pe- I I had burglarized a house. I had, uh, did several burglaries on cars. I mean, I I wasn't the worst kid that I knew, but I did not behave in a fashion that I consider to be upright or. That's or, not or to good say now. kids wouldn't be bratty or cause yeah. trouble. I knew but, a lot of kids who did that stuff. But the, the yeah. real, but the most important thing about this whole situation to me, Mark, is that you've lived a, a really good, upstanding life since you you've gotten out, and and a lot of us who are your friends are very proud of you. Sure. I mean, you know, I've I, indeed I uh, you know, this is this is the story that many convicts would like to be able to tell about themselves uh, 10 or 10 years. What? How long's it been, Ian? You got, got out in 98. So, so 12, 13 years, 13 years after getting out. Hey, sure. You're a husband. You're a father. You've got a, a, a relatively a successful to, business. Yeah. Sure. Well, you know, it's good that you bring that up, Wayne, because uh, it's easy for people who are 
kind of in this law and order mentality to look at a criminal, somebody who has, has been a convict, to look at a convict and say, that scumbag, that scumbag felon, he killed somebody back in the day. And or whatever, yeah. and you know he's still, we get it now and then. I mean, still people... a scumbag today. But it just goes. Mark's story really goes to show that people can change. That the person Mark was when he was a seventeen-year-old punk ass, uh, anarcho-communist, whatever he was back then, uh, you know, causing trouble, hurting people, doing drug deals or whatever. That you're not that guy today. You're not even close to that guy today. You're completely different today. And so the idea that just because somebody did something in their past that was reprehensible means that they're still reprehensible today, it's completely fallacious. And you're proof of that. And I think that bothers some people. But you know, Mark, you also said something a few years back that really had an impression on me because you... It, I won't it, remember it, but go ahead. No, but you... you um, it showed how much pain you were in at that time because I guess your parents got divorced and sometimes kids also, they're teenagers, they're full of testosterone, all of a sudden something like that happens mm-hmm. and they just they go out. berserk. Act out, yeah. Yeah. For sure. But happens. I never th- thought that was your nature to begin with. Toll free I don't know. Number. Yeah. Toll free number 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. Take control of the airwaves. Bring up whatever you want. This is Free Talk Live. More on the immigration situation in Georgia coming up. Free Talk Live. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. Dial in toll-free if you would like. Dial in at 800-259-9231. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site there free, so enjoy those on us. The Shrine of Female Listeners is one of them. You can go and see the dozens of dozen, uh, dozens and dozens of lady listeners that have uh, taken the time to send in their validated photo or video showing they are listeners of this program. Go to shrine.freetalklive.com. That's shrine.freetalklive.com. We've been talking a lot recently about bitcoins. You can buy them and you can sell them. They're a great little commodity. They, um, you know, may, Maybe you buy them now and they go up. That's, that's certainly worked for some people with bitcoins. You can accept them for your own products and services. Free Talk Live is accepting them if uh, folks want to uh, give them to us. Uh, what is it? Bitcoins.freetalklive.com? Bitcoin.freetalklive.com. Bitcoin.freetalklive.com. But what do you do once you have them? Why you spend them, of course. SpendBitcoins.com allows you to spend them all in one place. From SpendBitcoins.com, you can spend your Bitcoins at major online retails, retailers such as Amazon, Fishpond, Barnes & Noble, memory dealers, and more. More retailers are being added every day. When you want to spend Bitcoins, go to SpendBitcoins.com. The guy who's set that up over there has a, a, a 100 rating from eBay. That's the last I saw. Hmm. I mean, it's an, an, almost impossible to, uh, you know, to, to, to get a rating like that. Even the, the big online retailers don't have that. So, uh, you know, I've done business with him. I trust him. His name's Jeremy. <laughs> SpendBitcoins.com. All right. 800-259-9231. As we continue here, the news as we brought it to you uh, last hour is about uh, Georgia. And I think it was last hour, maybe the beginning of this hour. Anyway, in Georgia, they are cracking down or they're preparing to crack down they passed this arizona-like immigration enforcement bill 
And word I heard that it was going to be worse than Arizona's bill, but I don't have the details on that in front of me. Apparently, the immigrants, uh, you know, they're not interested in finding out how bad it's going to be. They are leaving the state in droves to the point where there are over 11,000 empty farm jobs that are available that need to be filled immediately. America, there is no unemployment. You can go to Georgia and get 11,000 farm jobs. You know, migrant workers, that whole migrant worker thing was was going on for decades. And really, the the big poor of of Mexican immigrants in the United States really started with with the big poor that really people got outraged over was over the real estate bubble because you had all these houses being built and they didn't have enough cheap laborers to build the houses. So it it drew a lot of them in because they were high paying jobs. Mm -hmm. So that's over now. So really, the people coming over the border now are, are people who are doing this type of work. And to pass these laws, I think, is very uh, heavy-handed and ill-advised. Yeah, well, the farms in this particular case are already losing a lot of money. According to the story over at Politico.com, these guys are walking off the job on the first day or not coming back on the second day. Two-thirds of the probationers. See, they tried to bring in probationers to replace right. the immigrants. Ones that didn't have jobs that would be violating the probation because they didn't have jobs or be given sort of these the status setting them up with farmers to work on these jobs. And they can't do the work. They're not going to do the they work. They don't want to. Right. And I'll tell you what, I, you know, I've uh, on the weekend, just for kicks, I guess, I have a, an outdoor wood boiler that I heat my house with here. Mm-hmm. So I put up... Oh, 20, 25 cords of wood in the winter. Admittedly, I have wood left over and, you know, a lot of it's just kind of clearing brush and stuff like that. But, you know, two tanks of gas on my uh, chainsaw, two tanks of gas and I'm busted. That's Mm. what, an hour and a half's worth of work tops? Yeah. And you're not exactly working in the hot Florida or Georgia sun. Mm. No. Absolutely not. So I can't even imagine. I, I can't imagine what this works like. And I imagine I simply my body simply couldn't take it any longer. Those cucumbers prick my fingers. Yeah. <laughs> Strawberries. A lot of bending over. A lot of picking. 11,000 vacant positions right now in Georgia. They tried filling them with the probationers. They're walking off the jobs. These guys don't know what to do. These farmers don't have an answer because their employees, the ones that actually are willing to work, are saying to hell with this. We can work anywhere. These jobs are a dime a dozen. We'll go find some work in another state where we're more we're more welcome, where we're not going to have to worry about you know some sort of crazy police state raid or our family being you know rounded up. Not to say that they don't have that to worry about anywhere else. Obviously, it's a police state everywhere in the U.S., but in some states, it's worse than others. Arizona, Georgia. There's I think a, a few more that have, are working on these immigration crackdowns, basically. And so, what's going to happen? Because it seems pretty clear that Americans don't want this work. They're not interested in it. People are not lining up around the block to take these jobs. Not that they're bad, you know, necessarily terribly paying. It says here they, they make under 15. It doesn't say the low end of what they make. But, you know, it's possible 10 to 15 bucks an hour. Again, a lot yeah. of these places pay you by the bushel or whatever. They pay you by the amount that you actually pick as opposed to paying hourly. So there's that. I mean, it's essentially kind of a commission, almost a commission base. These people don't pay, don't pay taxes. You get paid what you're worth there. But so what's what's your answer? I mean, for those of you out there that are these immigration, uh, anti-immigration zealots, those of you who want to see 
Dude, got to crack down on them damn Mexicans and brown people coming here. Can't be having this. This is a free country. We can't be having. We got to be free of Mexicans. They're bringing uh, leprosy you know? in the country too. Yeah, whatever nonsense. They're eating it is. Their dogs. <laughs> the dogs have been going missing in the neighborhood. Don't get them started, Mark. I, I swear we've had every yeah. one of these calls. They've and TB that. too. Yep, they've said all this stuff. Drug-resistant TB. Right. You know, and I can understand why people would not want, say, convicted killers from Mexico and people with drug-resistant TB and, and mm-hmm. leprosy being, uh, you know, coming across the border. But my question for those people would be, how are you going to stop them? You can't stop the mom who wants to bring her kids over here for a better life. You can't stop her, let alone the uh, guy who's got drug-resistant tuberculosis. Now, I was going to respond in my uh, southern drawl redneck voice, Mark, but I remember that we've had complaints about this. You're so supposed I'm going to, to attempt the, the German. You're, you're now uh, supposed to use the Nazi we voice. We must have a border fence. We must have a border <laughs> fence. That will stop them. <laughs> right. As if a border fence. Uh, they've got border fences. There's video. Makes them bigger. Go look on the d- internet, and you can see the video. Mexicans scaling border fence. That's why we need a moat. <laughs> yes, we need lots of alligators. The, the, there is no answer. No, this. there is no answer. You could put motion tracking machine guns on the border. Look, here, here. Just consider this for a moment. Everybody, molten lava. The second, <laughs> the second country from which you, we get the most people. The first country is Mexico. The second most um, I- illegal in- in immigrants we get, China. You can't build a fence or a moat as deep, as wide, and as perilous as the Pacific Ocean. Well, you could have an underwater fence. <laughs> you can't build something that is as dangerous as the Pacific Ocean. People get across it. How about those old bombs? Here. Remember, like from World War One or whatever, where they had those underwater like bombs, those those mines with the spikes on them or whatever. They do look very uh, dangerous, and I yeah. think that those mines were probably used in World War Two. We, okay, we need a t- tsunami machine. <laughs> So, the, what's your answer? For those of you who believe that this is a, we need to crack down on these immigrants, what are you going to do about the fact that there are, uh, there are fruits and vegetables rotting on the vines in Georgia? That these farmers are, they're standing to leave a, a billion, excuse me, lose a billion dollars. According to the Georgia Agribusiness Council, thus far, over the last month, They've already lost $300 million because it was, it was about a month ago that this was announced and people, immigrants are like, screw this, we're out of here. This is a great example of the people that say, we need to put tariffs up. In order to make uh, you know to, to make it difficult, this is what essentially Georgia has done. They've put a very large tariff on foreign labor. Meaning that only the people that get uh, green cards can come in. People with green cards aren't going to be picking your fruit. (laughs) They now have legal jobs. Right. They've spent thousands and thousands of dollars in time to come here. And so this is what happens, America. When you put when you put tariffs on things, it drives up prices. How much do you want to pay now in an economic downturn? How much do you want to pay for, for your cucumbers or your tomatoes or your strawberries in the store? Yeah. I just saw blueberries. I picked up blueberries. I normally we normally don't necessarily buy berries, but we got blueberries and blackberries because I think there were I think there were two for one ninety nine or something. It, whatever it was, it was cheap, and I'm like, heck, this is a bargain. Let's get it. Mm-hmm. And so we bought both. This is what Americans do when there's a bargain in, in you know in the grocery store to be had. When you drive the prices up, people are going to get less of that stuff. The problem with the German accent it hurts my voice a little bit, so I don't know how long I can do that one for. I may just have to result, resort back to my old redneck, <laughs> corrupt sheriff. One 9231 You can take control. What's your answer, though? What are you going to do about this if the uh, fruits and veggies rot on the uh, the vine? Free Talk Live. 
DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office products, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Shop.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, get a great deal, and a portion of your purchase goes to benefit Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon via shop.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free and take control of the airwaves at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can bring up whatever you want. That's the point of this program. That's why we call it Free Talk Live. Joining you in the studio tonight, it's Ian. Wayne. And Mark. And we invite you to our website. If you like the show and you like the site, you like the fact that we give you the website for free and the archives and all that, and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can do so by shopping with us. Go to shop.freetalklive.com. Order whatever it is you're looking to buy, uh, shop.freetalklive.com. It's Amazon. There are links there. It'll take you to Amazon, the Amazon that's right for your country, and you then shop and get whatever you want. I mean, they've got used items. They've got brand new. Of course, in a lot of their new items, you get free Super Saver shipping. So get your shopping done. Get the stuff you're looking for. Get a great price. It's Amazon and their system, their service is, uh, well, some people think it's, this guy called last night, thought it was awful. But uh, I think it's been fantastic every time I've uh, had to use their customer service. And uh, you can go and get uh, get your stuff from shop.freetalklive.com. And it helps Free Talk Live when you do that. Yeah, most people have experienced something from Amazon. I mean, that's it's of our listeners, when you check the age groups and the demographics and things like that, I imagine you're talking about greater than 50% have used Amazon, Amazon at some point. So sure. they have some experience. Yeah. So if you like Amazon, you're going to love shop.freetalklive.com because it's the same great Amazon experience you're used to. You're just entering through our portal. So Free Talk Live gets credit. Amazon sends us a chunk of their profits, basically. So start your shopping at shop.freetalklive.com. As, as again, I, I'm curious if there are people out there listening tonight, these anti-immigration zealots, those of you who believe that we need to crack down on these immigrants coming here trying to take our jobs and or whatever other excuses you have, uh, the leprosy and the this and that. There are all kinds of excuses out there as to why people believe that essentially a, a police state should be built. Of course, they'd rather not have to experience the police state personally. Right. They just want the police state for and, other people. And I might add, there was also another situation back in the early 90s when Mexico had borrowed a lot of money from the big banks, and they got into trouble, and so they had to impose austerity, and they kicked a lot of farmers at the time in Mexico off their farms, and they were forced to move into the cities. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them are the ones who come up here to, now to, to uh, try to make a living. Of course, what we've seen happening down by the southern border is that farms are going across the border now. Uh, rather than have to deal with losing their employees, they're just saying, well, well, the weather's pretty much the same across the border. We're just going to go ahead and set up our uh, our farms down in Mexico, and we'll just not have to worry about any of these ice raids or whatever other federal nonsense they'll uh, they'll have to deal with. So, of course, that'll make it even more impossible for these mythical Americans that want these farm jobs to go and get them because they're going to move across the border. Right? You but, can't yeah. give them. You can't give them to people who are on probation who are going to go to prison if they don't have jobs. And then you're going to get TB on the tomatoes as they come over the border. So, what's God. the difference? That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 
Maybe they're not out there, though. Maybe maybe this is an issue that's drying up. Maybe people don't feel as strongly uh, today as they used to about this. Or maybe people that are, uh, you know, that have been paying attention are getting a clue. Well, let me just go ahead and say it for them then, because you know that they haven't dried up and they haven't gone away because <laughs> they haven't learned their lesson on this one, I can assure you. I'll go ahead and say it. Free people should be able to cross the, co- the borders of free countries freely. If they're not, they, if they can't, they're not free. If you want to see the economy in this country boom, you open up those borders and you let people from, you know, wherever come here and build better lives for their families. Now, I don't think they should get free schooling and Mm -hmm. I don't think hospitals should be forced to pay, uh, you know, to to give them medical care. I I don't think think that's true of anybody, though. And they should be trespassing on private property, on ranches and and terrorizing. Well, the reason that they do that is because they can't get, they they can't can't walk in officially through the the, the roads. So, you know, it's, it's the laws themselves that cause these ranchers to, to to be you know their their ranches to be vandalized and, and if you and think, littered upon if you think that you can remain free and at the same time advocate for the enslavement of others if you think that you're going to be able to enjoy the the benefits of what comes from having a relatively free society and at the same time crack down on oh we we'll just need to crack down on those brown folks from coming here you've got another thing coming because not only are there going to be economic uh, problems like we're seeing in Georgia, where thou- where h- hundreds of millions of dollars worth of fruit and vegetables are rotting on the vine because nobody's there to pick them. There are over eleven thousand jobs available right now because immigrants are leaving due to these new laws. Not only is there going to be economic devastation, but also there's going to be a police state for you to deal with as well. So uh, I hope you enjoy checkpoints. And I hope you enjoy house to house searches. Don't forget the higher cost of go- goods and services across the board. That's what's going to happen, and all these crops that are rotting on the vine in Georgia. Also, you know, the control freaks in D.C. are largely responsible for the poor conditions in Mexico because, okay, for one, they've been trying to go back to silver as as a currency in Mexico for about a decade now. All the governors in the various provinces have been for it, but the U.S. uh, basically put pressure on the federal Mexican government not to allow them to do it. Same thing with the legalization and decriminalization of drugs. Mexico, the Mexican government was trying to do that, and the U.S. told them they couldn't do it. Let's go to you and your thoughts. Richard is on the line listening in Indy to WXNT. Hello, Richard. Yes, hello. Hey, what's uh, on your mind tonight? I thought it was interesting when you were talking about the slavery and enslaving people just a minute ago, because as far as I'm concerned, what you just explained is slavery. People working in the fields in the hot sun for little of nothing with absolutely no rights. That is slavery. How's, how would they have no rights? Well, what rights do they have? They're on the run. They had to leave. They can't even let people know where they live. They've got to sneak in and out of their homes. So then you would agree, then, if they didn't have to sneak around, that yeah. uh, they They're, would be better off. Right? Under duress. Well, yeah, I mean, you've got to have a program for this. you either got to got to seal the borders and make it illegal, or you've got to have a program for them to come over here and have some rights. Well, you don't need and a program. Also, yeah, you just don't need, need a program for freedom. You just need freedom. See, no, the, this no, is the uh, this no, is the mindset no. of the central planner. Well, we've got to have a government no. program to oversee everything. And I would agree that giving people work visas is a superior solution to what we've got today. I'll go ahead and say but that. But the freedom solution is to abolish the INS or the uh, ICE or whatever other immigration bureaucracies there are out there and to just let people be free. Don't you agree? Well, you've got people sneaking over the southern border. You've got people who are trying to get in this country legally. Why? Why are they trying to do that, though? How is that fair? Well, why is Mexico such a crap hole? Well, wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on a second here. How, how is what fair? Hold on. If people don't have to do anything to come here but just get here, Be then free. that's the ultimate in fairness, isn't it? Uh, okay. Okay. People like who? 
anybody who wants to come here and live a better life. People who who can escape whatever tyranny uh, once they come and arrive here. My grandparents did it. Well, actually, I think that that's a, that's a good no, no, no. That's a good thing to to address. Wait a second. Let me address this. Let me address the terrorists with suitcase bombs. You're right. If the United States continues its uh, campaign of global domination, where it allows its uh, corporations to dictate policy around the world, yes, they're going to continue. Their people will want to harm U.S. citizens as they did on 9/11. That much is true. Another sort of caveat to freedom is it's going to have to you're going to have to have freedom in every area. And that includes not going around the world and dropping bombs on people's wedding parties, blowing up aspirin, aspirin factories and doing all the kind of uh, foreign policy things the United States has been doing in the past. With you there, we're in probably three or four wars right now that are absolutely none Six. of our business. Six. But that has nothing, nothing to do. With, I, I have to agree with you in a way, but you just can't have open borders when you've got a terrorist threat. That's just well, stupid. What, what I'm saying is, is you won't have a terrorist threat if you're well, not. We do not. Well, do hold you, on. Do, do you, you know actually what, hold believe? On. Did you did you read what uh, you know Al Qaeda has put out about their attacks on 9/11? Have you have you oh, paid sure. any attention to this? Yeah, sure. They say we got to let you go. You sound like you're talking through a pillow. I thank you for the call tonight. I appreciate it. I I, I wanted to carry on that conversation, but, um, you know, admittedly, you're having that, um, um, you know, phone problem. So what they say, what the terrorists themselves say is get the heck out of the Middle East Quit supporting Israel financially. And there's no reason in the world why United States taxpayers should be for, uh, supporting Israel or any other country. That's right. It's bad enough that U.S. taxpayers have to support the United States government, but let alone other governments also, and other countries. Also, the other f- fallacy that he is just inculcated with is this, this mythical belief that because there is a border bureaucracy, because there is a border patrol... That therefore terrorists are being stopped from coming here. Right. I mean, you can't stop poor Mexican farmers from coming here. How are you going to stop dedicated uh, mercenaries? <laughs> you can't. You also can't pass laws to stop racist, uh, racism either. It, what happens when you try to outlaw those things is they just go underground. They go. Yeah. They go more covert, but they still exist, just so, like drugs. What really? Think for just a moment, please. I mean, don't a lot of these conserv. I mean, I'm going to presume that guy was a conservative, but maybe I'm wrong. I suppose liberals can be bigoted like that too. But that, uh, that, that guy, no, wait, that I'm not guy had a, a lot of very progressive ideas. I'm not saying he on, was a bigot, but uh, but my, here's my point: if you believe that the government is inefficient, you expect him to move in his paradigm in one telephone if you, call. No, that's I don't not expect reasonable. that. If you believe that the government is inefficient and bad generally at what they're doing. What makes you think the Border Patrol is, is somehow better than any other government bureaucracy? What makes you think they're effective at doing, you know, stopping people from coming here? Come on, please. Haven't you seen all the corruption stories about Border Patrol agents dealing drugs and actually engaging in coyote activities themselves? Haven't you seen these things? Are you paying attention? The black market has incentives. More coming up here. Hour number three is next. You can take control and bring them what you want. This is Free Talk Live. Do you want to take back control of your own money? Then take a look at Bitcoin. Bitcoin is the world's first decentralized, anonymous internet currency, and it's gaining popularity every day. It's free to use, free to accept, and free from inflation forever. You can use Bitcoins anywhere in the world, and their value seems to only be growing with time. To learn more, visit WeUseCoins.org. Your dollars are going down. Bitcoins are going up. WeUseCoins.org. (laughs) 
This is Free Talk Live, and we are launching into the third hour of the program. You can dial in toll-free and bring up whatever you'd like at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site there completely free, so enjoy those on us. Uh, once again, freetalklive.com. You get to control the content of the site. Submit stuff that you find online you think is interesting. Other listeners vote. And the most voted up, make it to the front page and the top of the website. Go see for yourself and get interactive at freetalklive.com. Joining you this evening, it's Ian. And Wayne. And Mark. News from Politico.com is about what's going on in Georgia. And it's not good. Farmers in Georgia have already lost $300 million over just... Not too long of a period of time. What happened is Georgia, in all of their electoral brilliance, they have passed uh, some sort of a crackdown. An Arizona-style immigration bill passed in April. Due to a take effect next month, it has seen thousands of undocumented immigrants flee the state. There are now over 11,000 vacant positions on state farms. So because nobody was stepping up to fill these uh, positions, the governor came up with a brilliant idea of uh, bring them pensioners in there. Those guys are looking for work. Let's just bring some pensioners in, some folks that are just, you know, fresh out of jail, looking for some work. Uh, Here you go. Here's some jobs, guys. Go to work. And so they put those pensioners out in the fields, and those guys, most of them, two-thirds of them, the first day. Did you say pensioners? Oh, excuse me, did I, did Probation, I Probationees. Probationers. You're right. Probationers. My probationers. bad. Pensioners. What a terrible idea. I missed my flat screen TV. <laughs> is, this, is this their new health care program? <laughs> Sorry about that. Probationers. They put the, uh, thanks for calling me out. Uh, so they put these probationers out there. And the, these guys said, the hell with this. We're going back to you know, air conditioning. Flat screen TVs and yeah. stuff. Yeah. And uh, so they quit. Over two-thirds of them walked off the job or did not show up for work the second day. There are 11,000 vacant positions right now available. These farmers are losing millions of dollars every single day, uh, possibly a billion dollars if they don't get access to a reliable workforce. And so my question that, uh, that I'd asked last hour was, what do you folks who are proposing that uh, these immigration crackdowns be a, a good thing, that these things should happen more and happen more often and happen harder and tougher. And, you know, those of you who want to see a real crackdown, take, throw them out of the country. Those, those people uh, clearly believe that the government has let the right amount of people in under its rules because the other people are cheating. You know, they're they're not doing what the market has, uh, you know, decided that is best for the state of Georgia and, and honestly, the United States. No, no. They're cheating the ones whom the government has let in. And for those who think that or say that, you know, they should be coming here legally. Well, it's not that easy to come here legally now. Mm. At the turn of the century, in the beginning of the 20th century, it wasn't that difficult to get in this country from wherever you were coming you showed up for the most you part. showed up there wasn't a, there wasn't all this cost what's it cost now to come in from mexico if you do it legally oh my god wayne i have no idea it I mean, must if be you ten thousand dollars if you can yeah, even that's probably about right but well, yeah. that presumes that you get approved because you can ju- you can still pay, pay a bunch of money just to apply yeah. to come yeah. here and they could still kick it back in your face and, and say and no you're buying lawyers and everybody knows that uh <laughs> down, down in the south we pronounce it liars and then you wait 
Yeah, and you wait, and for years you wait, and then you spend more money in fees and more money in lawyers, and then maybe eventually they'll let you in. So it's it's next to impossible, and as Mark pointed out, the people that are going to go through that process aren't going to go and work at a farm job. So who is going to take these 11,000 jobs in Georgia, and what is it that you propose to do about this? Because if you're seeing it happen in Georgia, but it's not just there. There have also been stories about, you remember the ICE uh, raids where they will go into a business like some sort of manufacturer, they'll go in, they'll come, like literally with a SWAT team, they'll go in, they'll demand that the manufacturer show all their employee files, they pull open the filing cabinets, and they start pouring over documents to make sure everybody's legal, mm-hmm. and then they round up all the so-called undocumented workers that are working at that factory, and they take them, they put them into whatever you know camps that they need to put them into, and then deport them from the country. Remember those stories? Oh, well, but don't forget about their kids. Right. What happens to them? Well, that's that's another aspect of it. But what ends up happening is they crack down in these little towns where they have yep. like two manufacturers. It destroys the business in the town. And literally, the town becomes a ghost town. All of the businesses that are there that are that essentially were patronized by the mar- migrant workers go under because they no longer have their customers anymore. And the town dies. It dies because of this immigration enforcement. Now you're seeing on a wide scale it happening in Georgia where these farms, they're dying, these uh, fruits and vegetables rotting on the vines because no one's around to pick them. What's your solution? 800-259-9231. Our solution's freedom. You let people come here, you let them get jobs, you let them work however it is they you let them do whatever they want as long as they're not hurting people. Yeah, my Italian grandfather came here in the early 1900s, and he went to the Statue of Liberty. They stamped 2NY on his mm-hmm. forehead, you know, and uh, he did, they didn't name him Tony, luckily, like a lot of Italians do, but... Um, <laughs> But that's all it was. It was very simple and, and straightforward procedure, right. and then you were in, and let's, then you could go work. Let's go to Nathan listening in Indy uh, to WXNT. Nathan, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, how you guys doing? Hey, what's on your mind tonight, Nathan? Oh, well, just uh, had like maybe a possible solution. I wanted to run it by you guys. All right. Um, see what your thoughts about the 11,000 uh, jobs that were uh, going unfulfilled there in Georgia. Um, what do you think about, uh, you know, getting rid of or taking back um, uh, unemployment, you know, uh, the fact that, you know, kind of people who could be working aren't working, you know, because they're getting an unemployment check, you know, every week or every other week. And so they're just resting on their loyals and kind of, you know, uh, sucking off the government's teeth. Well, they did pay into unemployment, right? Well, I'm not going to say that that they did pay into unemployment, but unemployment, uh, you know, had a certain deadline and then the government doubled that deadline. So I don't have a particularly uh, a, a problem with that, but do understand that most Americans can't do this work. I'm 40 years old and I couldn't do this work. I would it would literally uh I you know I I wouldn't be able to go back the next day. I'd be in so much pain. I'm not used to this level of exertion. You would though. You'd get used to it after a while if you maybe, stuck it maybe out. Maybe that's true yeah. after you know uh, uh, being in the wheel in a wheelchair in the fields for 2 weeks. <laughs> I, maybe that's true. You have to wear a big straw hat and you've got to wear proper clothing and everything, but you'd get used to but it. But I also would say that th- that solution is politically inexpedient. But but what are you what are you getting at though, Nathan? I mean, are you suggesting that the unemployment people be forced to work on these farms because most people don't want these jobs? That's why the eleven thousand jobs are just sitting there. No, I understand. It's not a matter of forcing. Well, in a sense, yeah, it would be. Um, like really, <laughs> I mean, well, like that. if you, yeah, if you, uh, I mean, if you're tra- if you're forcing people to work because they're no longer getting government paychecks, I mean, people have to live. You know, they're willing to take jobs that they normally wouldn't because. I mean, my dad, for instance, you know, hates. Uh, uh, you know, doing anything with the government and refused uh, when it come, economic times got bad to, uh, 
you know, to get on unemployment. And so he got a job at Walgreens, mm-hmm. you know, he went out there and searched and that wasn't his skill set, you know, but he had to put food on the table and yep. provide for his family. And so he was forced to do that job until things got better. And if you kind of take away that crutch that a lot of people rely on mm-hmm. and have gotten used to over time, I think that you would see that more of these jobs would actually get picked up by, you know. I think that's a fine solution. I think that's a fair uh, solution where, because I, I agree with you, I don't think there should be government uh, welfare programs. Well, I, I think, think that there should be, uh, people should have the option of signing up for insurance programs that would protect them absolutely. in the case of unemployment. But, uh, you know, also, I don't think the government, uh, for one, the government forces employers to pay into one particular one, right. so there aren't competing ones That could be something that could be handled by the marketplace. In Indeed. We also have a situation, too, where, you know, 30, 40 years ago, when I was younger, I remember a lot of high school kids and young people would take these jobs. But now they're so spoiled they don't anymore because we've not allowed them to grow up. Well, yeah, in a lot of cases, you can't even work. I mean, if that's you... actually not well, to some extent, this isn't true. Um, farms are one of the few jobs in the United States that young people can still work at. So but they don't want can... to. What's that? They don't want no, to. No, they, they don't want to, and their parents won't won't get them to do it either. But this is one of the areas that twelve year olds can go to work. Oh, Mark, there's some people really upset at you for saying that right now. <laughs> I'm the just idea. saying. Look, you I would put my son out in the fields. <laughs> Somebody's got to make a living. I'll tell you what, your son's probably the only one in your house physically that can handle it. No, but I knew yeah. a lot of kids growing up who had jobs part time at uh, going to even high school, and you just don't see that as much anymore. Thanks, Nathan, for the call. I agree with the suggestion to get rid of the government welfare programs. If people need help, they should turn to private charity. They should turn to their neighbors and their community uh, for help on a consensual basis because then help is actually much more valuable when you're actually, like, for instance, if it's a charity that's giving people help, they can kind of keep up with the folks. They can follow them, make sure they're they're looking for work. They can help them look for work. They can, like Goodwill does, train them and uh, get them you know skills that they'll need to join the workforce. More coming up. You can take control. This is Free Talk Live. Are you looking for camping, hunting, or shooting gear? ManVentureOutpost.com carries knives, ammunition, scopes, binoculars, laser sights, fish finders, and boating equipment from manufacturers like Aimpoint, Bushnell, Otterbox, Crimson Trace, K-Bar, Remington, Streamlight, Winchester, and more. ManVentureOutpost.com. Family owned and members of the Better Business Bureau. Prices so low, some can't be advertised. Get an additional 5% off with coupon code FTL. Get it quick. Get it from ManVentureOutpost.com. This is Free Talk Live. You may dial in toll-free. Bring up whatever you would like. 800-259-9231. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Wayne. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website. Freetalklive.com is where you can go. The listening options are there. Live streams are available, broadband and dial-up flavors. Around the clock, you can get the latest episode of Free Talk Live over at listen.freetalklive.com. In addition to that, uh, you'll also find the uh, details about our 108 radio stations across the country that air this program uh, at various different times throughout the week. Our satellite listening options, including two XM satellite radio channels, our free-to-air KU band channel, and the webcam, as well as listen lines that allow you to call from any phone that can dial long distance. All of it's over there, and it's all uh, for you at listen.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live is brought to you by SACL CAI. Yeah, SACL CAI has a full-orbed approach to account recovery. It's really three companies in one. They do collections, early outbilling, and they purchase charged-off receivables. 
Sickle knows that the way they treat your customer reflects back on you. Their staff is respectful. They record every call, and they have the best equipment money can buy so that your business is handled as efficiently as possible. You can see their banner at freetalklive.com. If you have a company that uh, needs to try something new in the area of accounts receivable, SACL CAI can do that for you. Toll-free number again, 800-259-9231. We go to Cecilia, listening in Virginia. Cecilia, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian Wayne and Mark. Hey, guys. Hey, what's on on your mind tonight? Uh, Do you remember I called last week? I'm moving to New Hampshire, Free State Project. Vaguely recall it, but uh, congratulations. Thank you, you, thank you. Go to Porkfest? I will be there by Porkfest. I wasn't there this year, um, but I will be there. Anyways, uh, I thought it would be amusing to tell you, um, my ex-fiance, I am to me today, and he told me he joined the Free State Project to follow me to New Hampshire. Interesting. Well, apparently he wants to be where you are. Are you playing hard Uh, to get? I do not want to be where he is. I want to be nowhere near where he is. It's a big state. Fact, I want, no, it's not. It's like this big. <laughs> is he stalking you? Uh, part, yes, he's, he's, he's being rather harassing now. I do, okay. not, I do not appreciate it. So that's not good news then? No, no, it's not good news. It's very creepy. Yeah. I told him I don't want to talk to him. And he's like, well, I joined the Free State Project. I'll see you in New Hampshire. Maybe we can be friends. And I was like, uh, no, just leave me alone. There are plenty oh, of big cities and, and, well, and country huts and, and, and cabins to hide in here. Didn't something happen? And they have restraining orders. Didn't something happen at Porkfest this year where some creepy dude came to like try to find Catherine Bleich? Catherine Bleich is this last year? No, no, it was this year. Okay. Uh, some creepy dude showed up, and there was a bit of a, I guess, a situation uh, as a result of that. And this guy was was pretty ostracized like he'd he'd shown up Catherine knew who he was because he'd he'd shown up at at other things she's gone to she's kind of this nationally known liberty uh activist lady he's a fan we've had her on the show and i forget what his relationship with her was but uh anyway he i wish i i wasn't there for this right so i only heard through the rumor mill but let's just say that you know word got around pretty quick that this guy was here and she did not want him near her and so that was it did not it was not a problem he was not you know a danger to her at all because she's surrounded by people that many of them are packing heat Mm -hmm. and are you know defense experts i wonder if he had a lola calendar in his tent so, I mean, if this guy comes up here and he's creeping you out, then, I, I, it, you know, if he's just being friendly, that's one thing. But if he's doing things that are, are inappropriate, I doubt he's going to be very popular. Um, I doubt he'll actually do it because he's a big mama's boy. But it just I thought you guys might be slightly to moderately amused by it. Gotcha. So you think, <laughs> he's, just trying to, he's, you think he's just trying to get to you? Yeah, I think he just wants me back, and I keep telling him no. Wow. Those so- men. Well, uh, I can tell you, if you're a single uh, female, then, uh, you know... You, so you're about to go through the whole Brigamaro again. I know all about the wall of females. Yeah, there's no shortage of single uh, men up there. eligible bachelors. That's for sure. A lot of bachelors. That's a lot of nice guys, too. Nice guys. <laughs> so, uh, well, you know, nice. they say nice guys finish last, though, Wayne. Not always. I think that it changes at about age 25 to 30. You mean 30. for the woman or for the guy? Well, I think women tra- start changing about 25, and I think men start changing about 30. Um, personally, is what my, uh, you know, that, that, that's my guess, and that I, I think the rules kind of change for uh, uh, nice guys. So, Cecilia, what else did you want to share tonight? Anything else on your mind? Uh, no, that's all. Hey, thanks that, for the I, I just want to talk to you guys, you okay. know. Well, I appreciate it, and I look forward to seeing <laughs> no you in New Hampshire. No stalking us, Cecilia. Thanks <laughs> thanks for the call. I appreciate he- uh, hearing from you. I look forward to seeing you in New Hampshire at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Let's talk to Shadow, listening in Alabama to WBHP in Huntsville. Hello, Shadow. 
say, how are you doing there? Listen, when it comes to that farm work right there, and I've done it all myself out here in the past, you know, being between jobs, stuff like that. But I've worked, uh, you know, all natural-born Americans on all these different things, no Mexican illegals anywhere. Now, we did the work. But the thing is, the reason why a lot of American people don't want those jobs because you get out there, you get a lot of the farmers and, and all the people that are orange groves, you name it, peach orchards, everything. They treat you like you're Western human beings. Oh, yeah. They're trying to cheat you out of everything. You sleep at night in the camp. By morning, you've had everything stolen from you. And then in a place in uh, South Carolina, they had a, a field boss out there, kept everybody on the property at gunpoint Whoa. in order to shoot you if you tried to leave. When was this? I did, I, this was... Uh, this was back in uh, the 80s, and I got a little uh, tight on that. I got I got to this other's farmers, and the, and the boss man and the, his head idiot came after me to try to take me back at gunpoint. But the farmer I was with, though, he pulled down on him with a 12-gauge deer slug job and said he pulled their truck out from under it. If they didn't get off his property, well, then you he do it, so they left. So he, uh, Shadow, we're losing your, we're losing your phone call, but thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231, saying that the conditions on some of these farms are less than desirable for some some workers. Hey, I, 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 I've heard stories like this in the past. But it sounds like he's he's uh, at least my age or older. And, and at a certain time in American history, I'm sure it was a lot worse, and information didn't travel as quickly, and there were deplorable conditions on many farms, I'm, I'm sure more so back then. Yeah, a camera would really solve this problem. A camera, especially that was uh, uh, equipped with uh, quickqik.com, uh, mm-hmm. uploading directly to the internet. Mm-hmm. You know, some some random guy pulls a gun on you. Yeah, but the, the, the point is, is today I think we're be- better equipped than ever to have a true free market because in a real good free market, you've got to have information flowing quickly as to what's going on everywhere, and you have that now. Your thoughts are welcome at 800-259-9231. In case you're just tuning in, the news out of Georgia is that there are 11,000 jobs available. And when there are 11,000 jobs available, that means there are probably a few places that are looking to hire, which means that there's competitive hiring going on. So you should be able to get like the best of the best deal if you're willing to go out and actually work in this you know, brutal position of going out and picking vegetables and fruit all day long in a hot georgia sun well there have been stories about mcdonald's jobs where, where thousands of people show up for a couple of jobs really yeah and i'd there, like to see that story and there when, when you when you fry the french fries you know the, the oil splashes up and hits you in the arm and it hurts that, that there's a little bit of danger involved working a fry later no doubt about it uh, so you're certainly welcome to share your thoughts. I want to see that story, Wayne. Show me. I mean, I've heard of people showing up for a lot of people showing up for a job, but I haven't heard of for, for McDonald's. Yeah, it was a few months ago. I think I have it in my newsreader. I'll see if I can pull it up. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Fact is, uh, nobody's showing up for these jobs down in Georgia, and as a result, food's going to rot on the vine. As a result, food prices are probably going to rise. Is that what you want? You want to pay more for your vegetables? Because that's what you're going to get if you keep this crackdown going against the folks that are willing to take the jobs, the immigrants. 800-259-9231. Free Talk Live. As a smoker, you know traditional cigarettes are unhealthy, and the taxes be the very beast stealing your freedom to smoke. That's why the Vapor Station offers an assortment of electronic cigarette kits. Each rechargeable, refillable kit is an effective, affordable alternative to smoking. No combustion, no tar, no foul, lingering odors, and no smoke, secondhand or otherwise. Just inhale pure enjoyment and exhale vapor. Take a puff just about anywhere without getting hassled. 
Get your e-cigarette kit now at VaporStation.com. This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free and bring up anything you want. The number for you, 800-259-9231. That number is brought to you by SACL CAI, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site there completely free. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Wayne. And Mark. Uh, By the way, the website features do include the news updates. You can get signed up and we will keep you in the loop. Just go to news.freetalklive.com. Sign up for our email updates. Best way to... Uh, to know what's happening with Free Talk Live. Also, uh, Twitter and Facebook pages, you can go there to news.freetalklive.com to get uh, on board. That's news.freetalklive.com as we continue with you and your thoughts. Henry is listening in Indy to WXNT. Hello, Henry. You're on Free Talk Live. Hey, guys. Hey. Great show mind? as usual. Thanks. What's on your mind tonight, uh, Henry? Well, you know, and you know, I'll be the first person to tell you that I don't mind helping someone that is down and out and needs a helping hand to get back on their feet. Yeah, sure, right. me neither. I just I, I just I gave some money to somebody that got hurt. Uh, one of the folks in the community up here apparently hurt themselves recently terribly, yeah. pretty bad and uh, just gave some money to that, that, that person. But, yeah, I've seen time and time again where we have this fabulous institution called welfare and, you know, it boggles my mind. You know, you can be on welfare and basically have the state taking care of you and your children and still be having more children while on the program. Well, yeah, they encourage it. The welfare programs are built to encourage people to have kids. So although it's probably not politically expedient, I think a great solution for, like, down in Georgia is to maybe start an incentive program. And the first incentive would say, well, we're going to, because the economic times, we're going to reduce all welfare by uh, 40%. But if you would like to subsidize that welfare by working, we will not remove you from all welfare if you choose to work, which is what they do now. You know, if you make over uh, seven or eight bucks an hour here in Indiana, then all of a sudden they just, you're, you're done. Yep. And, you know, there's no graduated stepping stone. So mm-hmm. they just, you know, people that are on the system and live on the system, they know how it works and they say, well, hey, I'm, if I get a raise, I, I'm going to be off. So if, you know, I stay mediocre in my job, my dollar an hour will stay low, and I'll be able to just keep getting all my food stamps and my welfare and, you know, live in my HUD housing or my... Uh, I don't think you can you work know, and get welfare, but you can work and get food stamps, as I understand it. It um, probably depends on the state and the program, Mark. Each, if yeah, you each, work, each thing's well, different. Here, here and the, Indiana, the most reprehensible like can... part about uh, welfare is that the seventy percent of the doll of the you know seventy cents on every do- welfare dollar goes to middle class bureaucrats that actually man the program, not the people who are receiving it. I mean, that's the that's the scariest part about it. Well, sure, but you know the the other part is you know like you you see you see people working it. It's sure you know they drive up with baby's daddy. He's got you know uh, a thirty thousand dollar automobile, you know, and she's wearing hundred dollar jeans, and the kids you know all wear Jordans. But by God, and, oh, and you always they always have the top of the line cell phone. 
But, you know, they don't make enough money to pay their bills. they got to have me and you and everybody else that works three jobs. Yeah, I heard you, man. Uh, I, don't think that so, you've, I don't think that what you've proposed is a, is a bad idea, kind of helping people wean them off uh, the system rather than just the hard cutoff. But at the same time, I would like to see the government get out of it entirely. Wouldn't you agree with that? Oh, yeah. I, you know, and I, I, this would be a long soapbox-standing conversation, but the fact of the matter is that our system is broken. Uh, we don't know what the true cost of doing business is in this country because politicians have got so far into it. Nobody can really, I mean, think about it. People pay somebody, they want a professional to be at a job, you know, five days a week, Monday through Friday, and, and they want you to be a professional, show up in attire for business, and actually be a business person. Yet they make such little money, they qualify for food stamps. So that tells me that that business is not paying the real cost of that person. If it was the case, if, if they took out, if Americans were educated and they took all these assistance programs away altogether, said it's gone, hmm. smart people would not go work for that money. They would say, no, I can't survive on that. Right, they you wouldn't. pay me what I'm worth. But what but, about the inflation, all the stealth inflation we've had, too? That has a lot to do with it as well. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how much you make. It matters how much how much your money will buy. That's what really matters here. Hey, Henry, thanks for the call. I appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. Uh, yeah, I, it would be nice if more people were educated. But then again, the government handles that too. So if you really want to fix education, you've got to get the government out of it so we can actually have a, a free market And get education. them out of money too. And uh, and then with the welfare programs, yeah, some changes could probably be made to make them better. But if you really want welfare to work, if you really want to help people that, that need help, then you've got to get rid of the government. You've got to get the government out of it. Their incentives are all backwards, whereas with uh, charities, their incentives are correct. They, they have market-based incentives. They want to make sure that they help the people that need help instead of helping people that are trying to scam the system. They want to make sure that uh, the people that need the help are actually getting help and they're actually advancing in their knowledge and their skills and, and being able to work, get back into the workplace, whereas the government bureaucrats don't care. They just you know care if you fill out the form correctly and whether you qualify or not. And very importantly also with private charities is that, that um, the donors are free to donate to whatever charity they want, so That's they right. have to compete. And they ha- As soon as a charity, a private charity, becomes corrupt or wasteful, you're free to take your money and go somewhere else, and they can't force you to pay them anymore. That's yeah, right. Just ask Red Cross. They had that uh, trouble at one point. Um, you know, a, a, another issue here is, is that I think that you know, when people hear, you want to stop social welfare programs, and I do, I think that they... You know, you you're know, a racist! People need... Well, that... There's that. Um, the, you know, people need warning. There's plenty of white people on, on welfare. More white yeah. people on welfare yeah. than, than black. But, um, you know, that's all that's often the charge. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, people need warning, even if it's middle class white people in public schools, which, you know, what, public schools are the biggest welfare program out there. And it's welfare for middle class people because my kid is being robbed of money every year that I could use on his education in order to send your kids to school. Mm-hmm. And it's disgusting. Uh, but you know, of course, you need, they need give, warning. You need the, they need warning. You know, maybe months. two years. Six I, I don't think six months is enough. I think to that, find a job. Come on, well, six months to find a job. I think that people. Well, you need to. They need to sock away money and things like that. If you, I, I, you, I think it's politically more expedient if you have some kind of you know year or two years. All right, or something one like year, that. one more year, welfare, and then you're done. You need to figure out what to do. What about uh, public deadline. schools? S- public schools would be six months, as far as I'm concerned. 
Well, I think you know the end of the school year, maybe yeah, you know next year. You know you're going to be running. You're going to have to run that school like it's a business. You're going to have to collect tuition or something. Figure out some way to pay for it. Get a community sponsor. Let's whatever. Talk to Steve, listening in Indianapolis to WXNT. Steve, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian Wayne and Mark. Steve in Indy. Um, I just had a um, an issue with some of the things that were spoken about legal immigration. I think, first of all, we need to identify what's in principle correct and, and right and what's practically right. In principle, uh, it is a privilege of an American citizen, citizen to work here. When you come across the border illegal, you are a criminal. You are a criminal. Okay, so just understand that in principle. Well, wait a correct. second. Were the people? Now, wait, 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 wait. But let's understand in principle that the people that hid black slaves that were escaping in the north were they criminals? Absolutely. That as you a, need to understand that. You need to own that statement. You need to own that people acting like they're free are criminals. We went through legal things to change that. Now the bottom line is. That, what's that legal about it? What's, what's legal we, about we invading a, country, a sovereign country? We are a country with a rule of law, and the rule of law says. Oh yeah. Not if we had a rule of law, country, then Charlie Wrangle would be no, no, no. in prison. You don't believe that for a second, do you? You're going to try to do it over talk me without letting me finish. I, you, you're making statements that are patently not true, and I want but, to but, address them. Do we live in a country rule of law? No. Do we live in a country with a rule of law? No. Only the pretense of one. No. Then the Constitution doesn't mean anything. Absolutely, it doesn't mean anything. Look at uh, how they okay, behave, so dude. Let, let me let me back these statements up. Can I back these statements up? Yes, you can, but hold that thought. Okay. 800-259-9231. Look, if you make a statement that's not true, you're going to get called out on it. Uh, that It's just part of... Because if you keep going, you'll make several statements that are untrue, and then we'll never get then to how am I going to backtrack to those statements? Right. What so rule of law? We'll hold you. You stick around, Steve. We'll bring you back. We're not cutting you off or anything like that. More coming up here. 800-259-9231. More with Steve and Indy. And is it the rule of law? We'll find out. I've started playing a new online game. It's called Mine Things. It's a free online mining game. It's all in your browser. There's nothing to download. Your little mining robot guy can mine for you 24-7. You don't even need to be logged in. You compete with other players for resources in a capitalist economy. The virtually mined gold demonstrates the concept of sound money and is exchanged between players tax-free. They even accept bitcoins. Go to MineThings.com, use coupon code FTL, and double your mining speed. It's free. MineThings.com. Free Talk Live. You may dial in toll-free, bring up whatever you'd like at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. And you can bring up anything, even in these remaining moments. Just enough time for you and your thoughts, perhaps. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Wayne. And Mark. Inviting you to our website, freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site for free, so enjoy those on us. Uh, Again, freetalklive.com. You can support the show by becoming an amplifier. Go to amp.freetalklive.com. Amp stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote. And the idea is a simple one. You send us 3 bucks a month with any major credit card through PayPal, or you can use Visa or MasterCard right on our website. You send in that 3 bucks a month, Free Talk Live takes it, invests it into the show. It doesn't go to paychecks. It goes back into getting more radio stations, bringing more Internet listeners on board, and exposing new people to the ideas of freedom. Because the uh, folks here in this country and around the world, they just a lot of people don't understand what freedom really means. They think they can have freedom for themselves while still at the same time cracking down with a police state on other people. 
like immigrants, for instance. And it's a bunch of nonsense. By the way, uh, Steve dropped off the line, even though we invited him to stick around because he felt like he was getting a, you know, you're talking over me. Well, I understand where he's coming from. And, you know, indeed, I interrupted what he had to say because he was saying things that weren't true. The rule Not of lies. Just things that aren't true because we're told in this country we've got a rule of law. It's a lie. If we had a rule of law, then members of Congress would have to, uh, you know, they'd have to abide by the law like we do. Charlie Rangel would have gone to prison for tax evasion mm. instead of. And there's there's a numerous cases of sure. these things. Um, you know, this is just one of the examples. Cops would get tickets, for, would give themselves tickets, would give other cops tickets for rolling through stop signs, but they don't do that. Mm. The fact is, we don't have we have a two tiered system. We have the the serfs and those in the government mm-hmm. and the just yeah, I mean, us system. You know that I, I'm I'm a volunteer firefighter. I keep right. my uh, helmet to my fi- for fire fighting fires in the back seat of my car. Why do you think I do that? Because it makes you look like one of them. It get, in case they get pulled over for a ticket, they're not going to give me one because I've mm-hmm. got the helmet in the back of the car. I mean, everybody knows this. That's mm-hmm. why these things go yeah. the way they are. We d- because we don't have the rule of law. We have the rule of men. That's and right. that is unfair. I'm for the rule of law, as Steve was saying. I'd be for that, but I'm not going to just arbitrarily apply it to one group of people. Well, if you had just laws, maybe, like, you know, do no harm and honor your agreements, but uh, things that mm-hmm. go beyond that, I have a real problem right. with. Right, and it, it sounded vaguely, and I, I admittedly got a little flustered with Steve here, sounded like he was supporting the idea of, well, making it illegal to help captured slaves get out, um, escape. I don't think he was saying that but he kind of felt like oh it's okay that it took 150 years or 200 years of people being active saying that uh, slavery was unjust and that finally something gets done i'll tell you another thing about laws steve they're incredibly difficult to change mm-hmm. because uh, uh, there's some entrenchment and 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 sometimes you have whole professions built around a bad yeah. law like mm-hmm. the tax code for example and yeah, so, how, how are you ever going to get rid of the IRS? Yeah, how are you ever going to get rid of it unless there's a major collapse of society that you're not going to get rid of it? Yep. And so many people get all caught up in this equality, this social justice thing. You're never going to make incomes the same. The only thing that really matters is, is that we're all equal under some kind of rule of law. Even if it's just a couple of basic common law type, natural law type laws, that's all you need. It's too complicated now. There's too many laws anyway. What matters is freedom. And if you're advocating that other people be enslaved, if you're advocating that other people have to jump through a bunch of legal hoops, if you're advocating that other people have to pay a bunch of fees, I'm talking about immigrants here, Mm -hmm. if you're advocating that other people, and not just immigrants, if you're advocating that other people shouldn't be able to use drugs, or that other people shouldn't be able to drink at age 18, or that other people shouldn't be able to do this and that, you fill in the blank of what you think other people shouldn't do, because you know best. If you think you know what's best, and you're willing to go ahead and force that on other people, you'll never be free. Yep, You'll because, never be free. Because the other side, the man. And the other side is going to retaliate on you when they get into power. They're going to wrestle right. the spike club of government from you eventually, and then because, they're going to beat you over the head with it. Right. Well, it, it doesn't even have to be the other side. You've just legitimized the using of the state in order to get what you want. And in this case, it's, well, let's not, get, let's not allow labor to move across borders. Let's not allow free people to build a better life for themselves in a superior economy that's across a, a line on the map. Right. So if you want to start using violence or if you support 
support using the violence of the state on other human beings, then maybe you shouldn't complain when the state comes after your business with new regulations or the state comes after your home with greater property taxes or they, go into or they your, come after your children. Or they go into your daughter's high school prom and feel her up under her dress. The TSA was actually used as uh, at the door of a prom to shake kids down and they were – yeah. So if you believe in freedom like we do, and in order to do that, you have to actually believe in the freedom for other people. If you believe in freedom and you're willing to actually do something about it, then join the Free State Project. Go to freestateproject.org, get together with other like-minded people, and join up in the same place. Because if we're deluded, those of us who believe like this, there aren't a lot of us. And uh, maybe someday there will be. But at this time, we're in the minority. So we need to get together, like the Mormons did in Utah, like the hippies did in Vermont. We need to get together and achieve liberty in our lifetime. And there's only one way to do that, and that's uh, to gather in the same place, which is the point behind the Free State Project. Freestateproject.org to learn more. We go in the meantime to Jason, listening in Florida. Jason, you're on Free Talk Live. Jason, in Florida, going once. Jason, in Florida, going twice. Hey, Jason. Hey, I got John Kurtz live from jail on the phone. I'm going to let him talk first. Hey, guys, can you hear me all right? John, go ahead. You actually sound surprisingly good considering you're in jail. Normally, jail jail phone lines suck. Funky three-way situation. I don't know what's going on, but um, just want to let you guys know I'm here at the Orange County Jail in Orlando, Florida, where I'm being held as a political prisoner because I dared refuse the generous plea deal that was offered to me and took my case all the way to trial. Right, the case and, where you uh, were being charged with uh, a felony because you dared to record a police officer in public. Exactly. Uh, the officer, Adam Gruler, uh, claimed that I hit him somehow. He had multiple different stories as to where and when this occurred. Uh, we, have, we have a videotape that we got from the, uh, street, uh, the, the street camera there that proved that none of his stories made any sense and that he was completely making the whole thing up. Uh, so that got me off of the battery of a law enforcement officer uh, felony charge. However, the jury did find me guilty of resisting arrest without violence, uh, which the judge then sentenced me to 30 days in Orange County Jail, um, then another 12 months of probation. Part one of my probation conditions is I cannot go within 100 feet of a police officer. So basically, uh, if I leave my house and a police officer sees me, I will be arrested is essentially what that means. Um, so it's pretty ridiculous. It is absolutely ridiculous. And I, I guess I'm curious, how are things going for you thus far? You've been in there for several days now, correct? Yeah, I've been here in here about a week so far. Uh, so far, so good. It's it's you know it's very boring. It's cold. It's unpleasant. But uh, you know I'll be out fairly shortly. With are, you in, are you in? Are you in segregation? Are you in population? What's your status? No, I'm, no, I'm I'm in general population, and hopefully tomorrow I should be moved to the minimum security ward. Everybody I talk to here, uh, once they see the my classification as far as security. Uh, they can't even believe I'm in jail. Uh, pretty much what they say is once I get moved to this new ward, I'll be able to go outside and do basically whatever I want uh, because that nobody gets thrown in jail for what I did. This is a, my first offense. It's a misdemeanor, hmm. and uh, it's, it's completely insane that I'm in jail for this. Right. No, it's uh, it's extra insane in because it's a violation of what I've heard is called the uh, fruit of the poison tree doctrine, which clearly doesn't apply anymore in uh, courtrooms in America, but the idea being that... The jail administration will disconnect your Call in three oh. minutes. Yeah, sorry, nice. guys. I'm, I'm, That's I'm lovely. Here, but, um, so, uh, uh, so yeah, what I was saying was. I don't even know what the hell I was saying. Well, the poison tree doctrine says that why in the world would you get resisting arrest when they didn't find you guilty of what they arrested you for? Right. When you, I mean, it's absolutely ludicrous. You huh? were vindicated from the original charge, but yet you still found guilty on resisting arrest. Correct, and that, that's insane. And, and uh, 
beyond that, the, my arresting officer testified that I did not resist arrest. Um, what happened was the <laughs> prosecutor and the judge both said that as, because as I walked up to the scene where, where this arrest was taking place that I was filming, uh, the, um, I, I said something to the effect of, guys, calm down, you're being videotaped. And according to the prosecutor and the judge, that in itself is uh, obstructing a police officer, which is a type of resisting arrest without violence. So that's essentially the charge I was, I was put in here on, and that's a blatant violation of the First Amendment. The jail administration will disconnect your call-in Lovely. to... Minutes. That's a blatant violation of the First Amendment of the U.S. Constitution, as well as Article One, Section Four of the Florida Constitution. I have plenty of case law that. So wait a minute, John. Clearly, they have scared you uh, away from doing activism by this. That, that's the attempt. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm working on my appeal. I, I, have a, I have an easy win on appeal if I can put together the funds to, to actually appeal this. Oh, and uh, I, think, I think I have a pretty easy. I think easy you win do too. Do that. Frankly, so that's what I'm hoping for. I, fr- I think you have a, a win on an appeal too. Here. Well, I, I would think hope that you nuts. get your lawyer's fees paid for on an appeal because this is a, this has been an expensive endeavor for you because you did hire a lawyer. Yeah, it's it's been very expensive so far, and if I do want to appeal, it's probably going to be about another ten thousand dollars. So, so crazy. I'm not exactly sure what I want to do yet, but um, essentially, if I if I just ride it out and let this happen, I can't leave my house for the next year, and I don't want to do that either. Or so you can move to New guy. Hampshire. Where the uh, restraining order does not apply. Hey, John, thanks. Uh, good luck in there. Stay safe and don't don't hesitate to call us back. Thank you for that, lady. I appreciate the update. Uh, yeah, we're out of time for tonight, but uh, hopefully we'll hear more from John Kurtz in the future. And the folks out in Orlando, they're doing a great job down there um, doing some dis- civil disobedience. See you tomorrow night at freetalklive.com. Become a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 per month. You'll get perks and you'll help us free more minds worldwide. Visit amp.freetalklive.com.